What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne in this ish. New, 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 new world order. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one. New, 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 AKA new, new world order. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus. And you're in the desert storm bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. And the whole effing show, the CEO Nigero of Fixes Binds LLC. I am the unbinder, the undebatable, the undisputed best edutainment here new, on YouTube. New, 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 new they also order. call me the Morpheus of the Mady Matrix, the Chocolate Confucius, uh, the Black Moses, the Deliverer, also Senior Notrabajo, Mr. Third Leg Greg, and Gregorio Greybeard. I am also CGA, the best edutainment here on YouTube. I am also the king of the Milk Dud Head Ass Ninjas. And I'm also the 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube. They call me C-God Allah. 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube, CGAC C-God Allah. Yes, yes, yes. The man with more nicknames than anyone in the game. The 10-time champion of the world of demonetization from this platform, but I still keep coming. Pause. We got a great show for you lined up today for you ninjas that want to get married. You sucker for love ass ninjas need someone to love ass ninjas. We're going to tell you about the lazy wife epidemic and how you're going to be affected if you're going to get married or if you are married and how to deal with a lazy wife. We're going to talk about these lazy wives out here and how they get lazy on your monkey ass. Yes, indeed. They're going to get lazy on you, ninja. And they're going to use phrases like, him don't help with the chores, uh, invisible work, division of labor. They're going to talk about shit like that, like you ain't doing what you're supposed to do out here, ass ninja. All right, yes, they are division of labor. They're going to steal economic phrases and terminologies and apply it to your household as they're doing the bulk of the work. Meanwhile, they ain't doing a damn thing, all right? They're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the ones that blow up like the Goodyear blimp. Ninja be looking like a busted Pillsbury biscuit can, and then they blame you. And then when they lose weight, they skedaddle and divorce greatly the kingdom come. We're going to talk about that as well. And you're going to get the experience of not just me, of the men of the Coach Gang Nation out here. Shout out to the men of the Coach Gang Nation. We got a great show here. We're going to fill you in because I'm the dad you never had. Shout out to Tom Likas. I'm the uncle. That your, uh, your mama told you not to listen to. <laughs> I'm the uncle that your mama told you not to listen to. That's going to be going to add that as a nickname. All right. Too many nicknames out here. We got crime and law CGA coming up. We got doom and gloom CGA coming up. I believe we got doom and gloom. We got straggle and sniggle theater. And yes, the lazy wife ec- epidemic. So do me a favor, man. Hit the like button. And it is Wednesday. And, uh, you know, what's going on is... It's not Tuesday, but Rosalinda's going to stop by. Rosalinda going to get some work in. I hope she don't show up early and disturb my show. Because I have a feeling that don't disturb this groove. Because I want to tell you that I'm so into you. Are we live? We're live. We are live on fakebook.com. 
We're live on Twitter. We're live on Twitch. We're live on the Notorious Ones channel. We're also live on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And we're live on, uh, where else? Rumble. A whole bunch of places we're live. There's a couple of other places I can't think about. So do me a favor, hit the like button as you enter in today's stream. Thank you for joining me and to contribute to today's show. Dollar Signs of Notorious. CGA on the Cash App and Venmo is Coach Greg Adams TV and PayPizzle is PayPal. Dot me backslash Coach Greg Adams and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel and you can super chat on the Notorious new, Ones new, channel. New world order. Indeed. Thank you for watching. Let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. We got our brother Albert Wesker says once she gets the ring, her truth self will reveal. She will mask. She will take off that mask. She will take off that mask. They do a lot of bidding. They be out here bidding for you. All right, doing everything you need them to do. They get that ring. Ninja, it's over. It's a wrap. All right, we're going to have to give you the game over on that one. Game they going to get lazy on you, man. Lazy. <laughs> All right, so what are we doing here? Uh, somebody said, I can see why you hire a nice Rosalinda. I gave my Rosalinda a raise, and she was making fit. Okay. All right. All right, there's another thing that I can't see what it said. Shout out to Albert Wesker. Daniel McGee says, life is easier and more peaceful and stress-free without a woman. It is. It is. God ninja's exchanging peace when you get into a relationship. I actually had um, uh, a little bit of um, some appetizers last night, but in like flat back. And um, she was talking about that. And she was like, guys just need peace. You know, you don't want anyone to disturb your peace. He's saying all the right things. You know what I mean? You know how they are backdoor in a way trying to understand and uh yeah the simple thing about women who understand want to understand a man is if you don't bring him peace he don't need you you're bringing him stress <laughs> you're bringing him stress you're bringing him death so yes we men seek peace above all secondly respect love well love don't mean a thing around here shout out to uh Ma- and he says engagement ring plus wedding ring equals suffering no thank you all right, shout out to the husbands watching me now with their wives. They got their headphones in. They're watching me. Their wives scrolling back and forth. Who's that ugly milk dud, head-ass troll-looking ninja with the gray beard that you're listening to? Oh, that's my coach. I'm listening to coach. Oh, is he talking about sports? Nope. Nah, he's talking about lazy wives. What does that mean? What? Lazy wives? What kind of coach is he? Coach should be positive. He should never be negative. You ever hear people say that? Some people used to say that on my comment section. What kind of coach are you? Coaches are supposed to be uplifting and positive. I'm like, have you ever had a coach? First of all, (laughs) I can name you a whole bunch of coaches that are not uplifting and positive, and they're probably the most successful coaches. (laughs) Right? Uh, yeah, uh, what, what is that ninja name in the New England Patriots? He looks uplifting and positive. Nick Saban, boy, he looks motivating. Phil Jackson, Buddy Ryan, Mike Dicka. <laughs> A lot of coaches be out here ninja, and they used to win. The hell are you talking about? Coaches are supposed to be positive. Ninja what, Bobby Knight? The fuck you talking about? <laughs> All right. Coaches are supposed to be nice and smiling and motivating. Bill Belichick, the hell? You mean the Super Bowl most winning coach? Nah, Bill Parsons, we out here yelling and screaming at ninjas. What? <laughs> Rick Petito, what we talking about? What are y'all talking about? Coaches ain't supposed to be out here telling y'all the truth. <laughs> 
All right, there's only one, the great Coach Alini. Coaches are supposed to be nice and supposed to be motivating. Nah, you got fake coaches. You got coaches that don't win. We win over here. Yes, we do. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we messing around with y'all. Shout out to the contractor says, in my heart, Wednesdays will always be the blue chip mindsets. Good morning, brothers. Yes. I think I give I think I give blue chips all throughout the stream. Don't I now? Y'all don't think so? I don't think so. Uh yeah, man. I think we give blue chips out or throughout the screen right here. Uh shout out to uh coaches are supposed to be motivating. And here's uh there's a picture of your motivating coach right there. Yep. That's Mike Tomlin. He's never had a losing season with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's his face. <laughs> Coaches are supposed to be nice. What kind of coach are you, Mike Tomlin? If my beard was any blacker, we'd probably be twins. I don't think my eyes can bulge out like that. Yeah. He's been coaching for like 20 years and never had a losing season, and that's his face. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, I'm looking at it like – uh. Here's the deal, man. I, I got out of coaching because coaching was miserable for real. All right. When you coach in sports, you could never be happy, especially when you're losing. And then when you win, you can't settle down. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, man. Coach is supposed to be nice and motivating, uplifting. Where you been? <laughs> right. What kind of sports you been watching, ma'am? All right. Shout out to Delta Fox says Poppy Greg for the gorditas. All right. I didn't have me a gorditas. I didn't have me a gordita. But yes, I support the gorditas. All right, shout out to you. Uh, Delta Fox, Blue uh, Blue Chip G says Sean Connery was Coach Gang Yang in the building. Traditional man was a dope subject. I'm going to put a, a clip of the traditional man uh, thing if you missed it last night. We went in there. Brown threw an O is here. JC says, I tried watching you on Fumble, it doesn't feel the same. Oh, you're going to be mad at the new adjustments coming up. I'm trying to do something new, kind of. I'm testing out. Yeah, but it don't feel the same, does it? All right. Shout out to our brother, Dr. Thunder, says Uncle CGA. I'm the uncle your mama told you to stay away from. Shout out to our brother, Lavelle. Sean Connery was the sexiest man of the century, was he? Man, that's crazy of the century. Shout out to him. We, we, We put a whole new light on traditional man. Shout out to Scope says, Coach, that Sean Connery clip was cold, just like the middle of the winter. And he says, I've matured 20 years listening to your show. Thank you, Scope. All right, appreciate you over on the Cash Is app. If you missed the Sean Connery clip from last night, I know they don't let YouTube does not like me on this platform. They don't even let me put timestamps on my video. They don't even let me put timestamps on my video. Brothers, I be trying to help y'all. And they're like, we're going to make sure we're going to make everybody's experience miserable here. So I really have to say this. Thank you for continuing to watch me. Um, I really try to give y'all guys a great show. You guys know I'm demonetized. YouTube doesn't pay me. Uh, I do this because, number one, I'm good at it. And number two, this is an important message, whether you like it or not. But I deal with so much YouTube bullshit. is It's crazy. Okay, so at one point, I had warnings on all my channels. All my channels were demonetized. And then what happened was... Just recently, about a month ago, um, if you put timestamps in your description box, it, it should automatically default to get timestamps throughout my live streams because I know I'm doing live shows. Then I try to help you out by distributing the content across multiple channels. I'll edit it. Like, I don't really have to do that, mother sucker. 
All right, but I do it because when I do it, I put it on other channels that are demonetized. So I'm not earning any AdSense on it. Like I don't have to chop up the videos, but I do it because not a lot of people have the time to sit through live streams. So I do that for you with no reward back, no playback money, no AdSense, nothing. All right, but I do it because I know a lot of people like small chunk, chunks of content. Then YouTube decides that they, they'll no longer stamp my videos. Even though I put it in the description box and I pay someone to put it in the, to do the timestamps to deliver them. It's a small fee, but I pay it because I'm not going to do it. So I do that for you guys. And then YouTube says, nope, we ain't going to do your timestamps either. I'm like, oh, fuck. of course, I get on YouTube and I talk to the bot. The bot just tells me how to do the timestamps. I'm like, I, uh, I know. And then I put it in there, showed them the screenshots, and they took away all my timestamps on all of my live streams. Trust me, I help you. But shout out to Vans. He does. I do pin his timestamp on the uh, first comment as the first comment, just so you guys can go back and forth. I know it's not convenient, but I have lost viewership because of that one thing. You know, I get it. Nobody about to watch no three and a half hours on a daily basis. I mean, a lot of people do. Most people don't. And uh, not two times a stream. So, listen, this is the shit that I put up with. All of it, it's <laughs> it's just frustrating. But anyway, they I think they do this on purpose, right? Yeah, because this is the new, best educator. New, new, new world order. Mm -hmm. Straight up hating. Straight up hating. But yes, I get no reward for helping you give out small chunks of content and the timestamps. I'm literally getting no reward from it. But anyway, my reward is for you brothers to get the right message. That's what it is. That's my reward. I want you to get this right message because what, you know, the intent is to discourage me, right, without canceling me altogether because, yeah. But the intent is to discourage me and frustrate me and make me go somewhere else. And then that means you can't get the message. By the way, if you think that's conspiracy, it's new, not. New, 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 the new Department world. of Homeland Security has come out and said that they paid and contacted these platforms to do said things to certain content creators. And yes, my channel was flagged. Uh-huh. Strike jacket. And I have proof. Okay. I have proof that they I have proof that they said it. I tried to monetize another channel and they said, nope, one of your channels is flagged as such. So since that channel's flagged, this channel is never gonna be demonetized. It's wild as hell. So, yes, this is the latest thing. Frustration I'm dealing with is that I can't give you timestamps on my videos for the playback group, but it is what it is. All right, but I'm going to stay doing what I'm doing. All right, anyway, uh, what are we doing here? Somebody says, Coach, I use banners as timestamps. There you go. I mean, you don't see that banner right at the bottom of your screen? <laughs> that is the banner. All right, so if you, you use the banner, so you're saying you use the banners. So you watch on the timeline as I change the banner. Very good. Shout out to you. But you're missing some great jokes when you see this banner. <laughs> when you see this banner, I'm really riffing. <laughs> Anybody knows the best part of the show is when I'm ad-libbing. Well, it's all ad-lib, but anyway, my name's on the top of the list. I'm on the list. <laughs> new, 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 new world order. All right. Anyway, uh, shout out to Kaylin says, what's up, coach? Society wants men to only have one woman, but it turns out to be harder for that man with one woman. You're going to tell me that I should post this on Twitter, but women suck as wives. You should post that on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Shout out to you, man. Your Twitter would be lit. Your Twitter would be lit. Yes. Oh, by the way, uh, monogamy is not an advantage for men. Man monogamy is a sacrifice that men make. 
Yes, it is. It is not what we're supposed to be doing. But it is monogamy is okay. You know, you don't get an STI. You don't get an STI. All right. Uh, anyway, let's get to the show. Uh, what are we doing today? Oh, we got Doom and Gloom CGA. Let's go. Doom and Gloom CGA, man. Um, and speaking of, the brother said he used banners as a timestamp. Look at that. There you go right there. He's like, when does he switch the banner? Right there. Doom and Gloom CGA and the intro. Let's see what's going on in the world of economics here. This is what tells you people are in trouble. The buy now, pay later holiday debt hangover has arrived as customers and consumers. You consumer pieces of piss. As consumers wonder how they'll pay the bills. Oh, no, Ninja, man. Hey, man. Ninja's going to start feeling that crunch. They're going to be waiting for their tax rebate. They're going to be waiting for their STEMI. Oh, boy. Is there any STEMI checks left? Ninja's going to be waiting for their tax returns to pay off their credit card debt. Ninja's was out here balling all Christmas, and they said the buy now, pay later holiday debt hangover, and people have been basically maxed out their credit cards. Going into the holidays, they said that uh, people's debt capacity would be almost zero. And here we are. It is true. And they say many Americans who turn to buy now, pay later fund to fund their holiday shopping last year to avoid credit card debt are now having trouble paying off those bills. Ay, ay, ay. In an era where persistent inflation and record high interest rates are shaping financial decisions, for many shoppers, the service helped fuel a boom in overall online spending that topped out at $222 billion from November 1st through the end of December, you consumer bastards. You consumer commies. You're nothing but a consumer parasite. I, that's what it said in the article. During the season, buy now and pay later usage hit an all-time high rising a staggering 14% from the prior year and contributing to $16.6 billion to online spending. On Cyber Monday alone, buy now, pay later, you spike nearly 43%, Adobe said. The surge in use of buy now, pay later comes as credit card debt is at a record high and delinquency rates are nearly double over the past two years. It's unclear how often buy now, pay later bills go unpaid, but the people who use the services are more than twice as likely to be delinquent on other credit products such as car loans and mortgages. All right, what do you think of the buy now, pay later? I told y'all ninjas, ninja, we we in trouble at this particular point. Not when I say we, I mean y'all. Mm. <laughs> I mean y'all, we, we. I need that. I need that Will Smith clip. We, I need that Will Smith clip. We, all right. So, uh, yeah, we in trouble as a country because we have a country full of consumers. All right, people trying to out, outlive their means. People trying to be out here with the latest and greatest stuff is really, really Gen Z and millennials because they ain't got nothing. Gen X and baby boomers like they already spent all their money, <laughs> all they money. But you, you people, you, you out here. <laughs> And it's mostly women. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's mostly women. It's mostly women. We already know that. Anytime you see an article like this, it's women. It's going to be 70 to 75% women. And not only women, wives. Running up your debt, 
pay down, pay later. And it's also going to be black people. I'm just. Mm. <laughs> Bye now, cry later. You know, it's going to be black people. Black people always got to have their shit right. But they the lowest on the economic rung and they be out here. The white man, you already know it. Predatory lending, right? Took down the whole damn mortgage housing market. I mean, mm. nah, it wasn't just y'all. That matter of fact, student loan debt, black women. Well, it's not black people, it's black women. All right, anyway. Yeah, this show's off the rails, Ninja. As you can see, that's why I don't have timestamps on my videos. <laughs> All right, that's why I don't have timestamps on my videos. I'm just delivering the truth. I'm just telling you the statistics. Statistically, black women have the most of the student loan debt. No? Okay. Y'all don't want no truth. Hit the like button. <laughs> All right, next story right here. Speaking of black people, um, Oakland, California has lost another, another brand here. And the brand that they're losing is in and out. Is it not just black people? We'll blame the Latinos too. The Latinos. Okay, it's mostly black people here. Um, Oakland has lost, not only lost, uh, I think it was Target. They have now shut down an in and out burger, not in and out. <laughs> oh, no. Ninjas can't have nothing good. Oakland in and out burger closes due to crime. Not only did you lose the Raiders, the Golden State Warriors, and then the Oakland A's, and then Target, and now in and out burger. The company just confirmed to me with this statement that they're closing due to ongoing crime and despite taking repeated steps to create safer conditions, they say in part our, well, I, only, I ain't about to read all that. But uh, there was a video on this and I, I should have showed the video. I should have showed the video. Yeah, because I ain't about to read all this. But they say right here, Chief Operating Officer Denny Warnick says a surge in car break-ins, property damage, theft, and armed robberies are just a few reasons. Of course, the fast food joint's closing its only Oakland location after nearly two decades in business. Ninja. Of course, they're going to be like, they just doing it because it's the man. But, but the video, there is a video. There's a video. There's a video of them going in the in and out, and they have all these signs. All right, they do have videos of people getting robbed and carjacked and all this stuff. They got that. But there are signs saying what you should do, how risky it is to come inside the In-N-Out. Pause. Come inside. All right, ladies, chill out. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All right, and so I know, man, listen, for the good Negroes, you could have had In-N-Out. But a couple of bad seeds ruined it. All right, and why you robbing? Why you petty theft? <laughs> Why you petty thieving that in and out? I mean, damn, is there anywhere better? No, I don't know what's going on here. Let's take you to this right here. Doom and gloom CGA. Apparently, this is posted by Tristan Tate. Tristan Tate's posting the World Economic Forum's going on right now. And apparently a Swiss banker, a Swiss banker. He says right here, the next threat to global climate change. Allegedly, it's coffee, coffee. All right. Coffee's causing, um, the drink to emit 15 to 20 tons of carbon dioxide per ton of coffee. Now, you already know, they have already challenged breathing and cow farts and meat 
pause. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Okay, breathing, oxygen, right? Human brain. Now it's coffee. All right, coffee. If you drink too much coffee, let's hear a statement by him, by this person. And I'm not sure if this is AI, but we're going to report it. That we all drink um, emits between 15 and 20 ton of CO2 per ton of coffee. So we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. Um, the other, and one of the reasons is because most of the coffee plantation, or most of the coffee is produced through monoculture. And, um, and, and monoculture is also affected by climate change. Um, the quality of these nature assets is uh, deteriorating quite rapidly. Basically, the coffee that we all drink. Uh, yeah, there you go right there, Ninja. Hey, new, new, uh, new world order. this could be AI. This could be AI. But, uh, you know, in and out burgers and ninjas are one thing. But I know y'all not making messing with white girls in uh, Starbucks. All right, let's go ahead and find this right now. White girls about to be going crazy. All right, now you done mess with the white girls and they ain't going to have it. That They not having pumpkin spice latte and 18 cups of sugar go away. This ain't going to happen. White girls going to protest and run out in the street. You're going to have white women pulling out hairs, them little thin ass hairs. They're going to go crazy. Pink toes going to revolt. They're going to be out there screaming. I don't even know how you're going to adapt because that Zoloft and their anti-depression medication plus coffee, that makes them survive. Mm. Plus dropping neck. They got to drop neck too. You know what I mean? It's barbecue in there. Kaylee going to be out here going nuts. What are you going to do, Kaylee? Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always go in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to fuck. Kaylee. Kaylee, chill out. You about to have white with a pink toe revolt. You you messing with coffee? You messing with, I don't know, man. I don't know. What, what race is your wife? What is this right here? Swiss banker. All right. Was it the Swiss neutral at one point? Not anymore. All right. <laughs> All right. They about to do uh, Asian women, too, going to be out there. Latinas, maybe. Black women still going to be broke. Yeah. Black women, you won't have nothing to copy from white women anymore. Like going to Starbucks. What are y'all going to do? I mean, the blonde wig thing was one thing. Now you guys want to be able to enjoy pumpkin spice latte. Latte. Latte dati. All right, uh, what do we do? Do we have more doom and gloom? Are you not fed up on doom and gloom already? Ninja, they out here, they out here new, busy. New, new, new world order. All right, Kaylee, man, chill out, brothers. Kaylee? They they really, they, hey, man, first it was steaks, now now coffee. I don't know what's going to happen. Ninjas can't get burgers no more. They really messing with y'all. Uh, shout out to Chris L. Says, thanks for the videos. Shout out to you. Dame Digital says, been here four years. I ain't going anywhere. Thank you, Dame Digital. This has got to be the greatest the greatest show on YouTube right now. Who else is on? Who else is on? Steven Crowder. Well, shout out to Steven Crowder. You can't compete. I know you got more people here, but shout out to no government name. A popular YouTuber made a video saying he quit 
because his page was demonetized one time. He says, I laugh watching the video because you the 10-time demonetized champion. He needs to catch up. Man, demonetization is not fun. Yeah, but ninjas, man, I be seeing these YouTubers, and you know what's funny about YouTubers is, and I'm not going to harp because I don't want to complain, but I do see YouTubers go through this once, and uh, even YouTubers I know that I warned them. I warned them. I was like, you're going to get demonetized, and they were like, well, we'll keep going. <laughs> right? And I was like, when you get demonetized, your life going to be, your life going to change, ninja. <laughs> All right. And then a couple of them got demonetized. They was on TV crying. All right. They was like, whoo way. Yeah, ninja. I was like, told you. Demonetization ain't fun, ninja. They get do, and you know what was funny? <laughs> Some of people was getting videos demonetized. And then they would make a video about their video getting the yellow mark. And I would be over there like, are y'all crazy? Like, you're, you're complaining that your video don't have a green dollar sign. Like, I have no dollar signs by my video. <laughs> I don't get, I don't even have a dollar sign next to it. You're complaining that you got the yellow dollar, and you're saying, I got demonetized in this last video. I'm like, <laughs> that is not demonetization. That is partial monetization. Demonetized is when they send you a letter of doom, and then you wake up. <laughs> Anybody that's a YouTuber... You ever wake up to a YouTube email? Everybody knows what I'm talking about if you ever do YouTube. It is the worst feeling in the world. It's the worst feeling in the world. And it's just a regular email. Like you look at your phone or whatever you get, you check your email and there's an email from YouTube. You'd be like, damn, what did I do now? (laughs) All right. But me having 10 or 12 channels, I pretty much get, too many video emails from YouTube. They just be like, well, we're not going to monetize this video. You said this, or you use this copyright issue or whatever. And I'm like normal day, but I got an email. When you get your demonetization emails, you be like, (laughs) you, yeah, you get that YouTube email. Your heart sinks. You're like, Oh shit. What did I do? But getting an email saying your channel is no longer monetized. You be like, God dang. (laughs) you know how many emails i got of those 10 (laughs) right 10 emails from 10 separate channels 10 ninja these ninjas get demonetized once like what am i gonna do yeah (laughs) yo got 10 Ninja, I'm broke up in this mother sucker. Right? And you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony broke. Yeah. I've got $3.85 in my purse. I'm desensitized to it now. I'm like, well, <laughs> what's new? But they get demonetized one time. They get their channel demonetized. It's over for me. I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to keep making videos. You're going to march on. And by the way, I actually got demonetized like, like on live on the air, essentially live on the air. I was like, "Ooh, wee. I'm going to have to start selling stuff. <laughs> right? It was crazy. Who remembers that day? I know there's a lot of new people watching me. Who remembers that day? I got the last demonetization. And the crazy thing was they demonetized like eight channels at one time. I was like, damn. <laughs> oh, Somebody says, I didn't even know you had 10 channels. I know, man. 
I, you know, that's how tough YouTube is. Literally, I, there's 10 channels right down there where it says other channels. Nobody even knows I have a channel that's bigger than this one. They're like, you don't even have 100,000 subs. I'm like, yes, I do. I got that long time ago. <laughs> All right. I have another channel. It was a big channel. It was one of the biggest red pill channels out there until I got demonetized in 2019. I passed everybody up on a rocket. And then the haters came out. I was on vacation. Got the, the big channel got demonetized. I was in Mexico. I was like, shit. Who, was, who remember when I was on there and I, I was looking at eight separate channels demonetized in one fell swoop? He says, I handled it with stoicism, though. I did. I didn't cry. I didn't sweat. I didn't play the victim. I was like, well, that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> All right. But I was thinking in the back of my mind, I didn't even have time to react on the show. I was just like, well, show must go on. Show must go on. But I got like eight at once. I was like, damn. <laughs> Woo-wee. I was like, this is wild as fuck. I was like, I got to do the evening show. I'm going to do the show. And after the show, I was sitting there like this. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, let me see what I'm going to do with my life now. I'm going to have to reorganize my entire life. <laughs> it was good, bro. They stuck it to me good. They stuck it to me good. I was like, well, it's interesting. Didn't plan that for the year. I actually had goals and dreams and aspirations. <laughs> However, that is now going to not be a part of my life anymore. Uh, anyway, then I had no trabajo. I got fired. You saw me got fired air on, on the air live. Anyway, enough about that. <laughs> I didn't cry because I was like, <laughs> but I definitely was like, wow. Yeah, hit the like button. But I was like, I'm going to still do the show. I'm going to still do the show. And I'm going to be bigger and better than ever. And I was like, now I can curse because it don't matter. <laughs> right, anyway. Woo! Yeah, Ninja. I was like, hmm, Cash App. Maybe I'll use Cash App. All right, anyway, let's get back to the show. Nobody wants to hear none of that shit. We got our brother uh, JC says the the Sean Connery clip was cold as my flatback's cheeks. Shout out to the flatback cheeks. All right, shout out to Jay James says, Coach, read, read a report that the Swifties will be out in full force to vote in young people in general. You know they are voting blue for the freebies only to find out this is ain't free. The Swifties are going to be mad out. Generation Z is going to make a significant impact on this next election. Yes, indeed. Do not underestimate Generation Z. And shout out to our boy, Davey Boy Smith. I'm ready, shout man. out to you with the sponsorship. That's what I'm talking about. YouTube ain't getting 30% of my money. All <laughs> right, anyway. <laughs> they like, where's my 30%, Ninja? Oh, well. Yeah, you don't get no 30% now. Oh, they mad now. All right, I done pissed them off. 
I done pissed them off. I'm going to get an email. I'm going to get an email. All right, a couple people here, and I'm going to acknowledge and then get back to the show. Shout out to Brayon says, greetings, coach. I hope all is well, emotionally and mentally, and I hope your kids are doing well. Coach, I met with my state trooper recruiter next week, or you meet with him, and hopefully I will be able to get the rest of this Mitch Ninja out of my system so I can call myself a North Kakalaki state trooper before I turn 33 this year. Shout out to you, man. Good luck with that. Good luck with that, man. Get that recruiting done. Get that interview done. And I really wish you well. And uh, that's going to seem like that's going to be a good career for you. Indeed. Shout out to Actual King Smith, the new CGA channel, a compilation of all your best riffs and ad libs. My favorite line so far in 2024, ain't no one happier than a ninja doing low expectation shit. (laughs) Where do you get these lines from? That's why I am. The best entertainment here on YouTube. All right here from the mine. All right, all right here from the mine. By the way, I was a competitive speaker, competitive speaker in ad-libbing, not ad-libbing, what they call impromptu speaking. Did you guys know that? I'm an award-winning impromptu speaker. Um, I do have a trophy up there. It's right up there. You can barely see it, but I'm not going to move my camera because it's going to mess everything up. Rosalinda moved it once and I was screwed. All right, but I am a competitor. I used to compete in in, um, impromptu speaking with Toastmasters. So that was my my thing. They would give me a topic, and I was supposed to make it entertaining with about 30 seconds of prep. Yes, indeed. You got to work on your craft. Shout out to uh, Loud Pocket says, Coachy, my ex would post quotes on her fake book every time I didn't go for her shit test. Her aunts, mothers, and sisters would come and save the day. Of course they would there. Yes, they would. He said, those quotes would paint me in a bad light. You would have thought I had her in the figure four leg lock and gave her uh, fighting elbows every night. Not the case, of course. Yes, this is her way to come to uh, use the court of public opinion. Shout out to the court of public opinion. Yeah, when women in relationships post memes... They're talking about their mate. Van says, did you go to Twitter and contact somebody to look into the issue? They will find, well, they will find a human to review the channel instead of a bot. If you want, I can help with it since I got my channel terminated reverse by them. Shout out to you. Maybe I'll do that. But um, you know what happens is I got to do it on the low. I got to do it on the low because the haters be watching you post. Hey, team at YouTube. You demonetize my channel unfairly. And then the haters be screenshotting it and they be putting around the internet, making videos on you. (laughs) All right. Anyway, the worst email from YouTube is not demonetization. It is channel termination. You ain't lying. He says, I got an email and my heart sank into the abyss. I thought my YouTube career ended before it started. So I could focus on my career. He says, oddly enough, I did it. Uh, doing RP content back in the day, a channel I was doing RP content for the gents. Oh, got shadow banned to kingdom come. We had to abandon it and I will never do RP content for myself again. Shout out to you. Were you the gents? I remember that shit. I remember that shit. What, What happened to them? They was pretty much taking my content. Was that you, Ninja? Oh, okay. I see you, Ninja. I see you. You didn't reveal who you are. That's you. I remember that channel. Are they still popping? They probably got more subscribers than me. Doing my content. <laughs> All right, anyway, shout out to uh, last one. Pro Man says, Coach, given that, given, Coach is given 
them men lessons. I'm giving the man lessons. Shout out to you. Coach, giving the man lessons. Look up the South African Vinda fights. Boys and men go out and fight and go out to the field and fight. I messed it up. I messed it up. But he's calling them the Vinda fights where men go out in the field and fight. Yeah. Toxic masculinity, right? Toxic masculinity. I'll look it up for sure. Thank you for that. And I got to get to the show. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Strago and Snickle Theater, indeed. Hit the like button. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Strago and Snickle Theater. What is going on here? There's the banner. Now you know I switched up. You did. All right, Strago and Snickle Theater. We do have a guy that says when you're on a date with a woman over 40, when you're on a date, not 40, 30. When you're on a date with a woman over 30. Anybody know this as a familiar time right here? Let's go ahead and play the video. There's no amount of dinners that you will ever buy for me that will get my panties off. So you really need to figure out what it is that you think you have to offer and what it is that you think I value. Because it's never going to happen without real investment. And that's not what you do. And I get that that's satisfactory for some others, but it's not enough for me. There's no amount of dinners that you will ever buy for me that will get my panties off. So you really need to figure out what it is that you yeah. think you have to offer mm. and what it is that you think I value. <laughs> Damn, what happened? Oh, my new, goodness. New, 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 new world All right, now it's my fee picture collection. Because oh, I don't know what happened. I just pressed the button in my junk with Haywire. Just cover my screen. What in the hell is going on here? Oh, my goodness. All right. They, they owe me today. They owe me. All right. Anyway, they done messed up my whole screen. What are we doing here? Let me let me pull this back over. <laughs> In the middle of my damn live stream. Look at this. This is crazy. Okay. Uh, but anyway, you get the point. You get the point. Uh, do we experience this as men? Ladies, where y'all at? They quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. But um, yeah, that sounds like dating over 30. After they've been in these streets and getting ran through. More times in the Holland Tunnel. In these streets. All right. But yeah, they start hitting you with that and you're not going to do this. And I'm not that type of girl. And I never hook up and you're never going to do this. And I'm never going to have a one night stand. And you're going to be this. You're going to invest in me. You're going to pour into me. You're going to pour. It gets worse in your 40s. And people will say, coach, why you be at the junior college? This is why. I'm going to tell you, man. I, You know, I tell you guys to not date women like this. But this is how women in their 40s sound. When you're 40, you're 40, I'm 40. We can make a fantastic power couple. And then they hit you with all this. And I'm not going to hook up and I'm done with this. Uh, hookup culture is terrible. Aren't you tired of hookup culture? Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I don't have time. I travel all the time. I'm not going to be here at your beck and call. No, you're not going to give me that. I'm not going to buy. This is how they sound on dates. All miserable, like all defensive. And then you say one thing defensive. You sounds like you're hurting bitter. Well, like, sounds like you're hurting bitter. It's never going to happen without real investment. You're going to have to invest in me. You're going to have to pour into me, and you're going to cheerlead for me. You're going to be my biggest cheerleader, my biggest supporter. How come men don't want to do this? One out of ten men want to do this. Mm. <laughs> right. I'm looking for marriage. I'm not here to waste time. I'm too old for games. Yeah, it's terrible. Somebody said even Gen Z doing this. I'm only here for serious dates. I want to be spoiled. I want somebody to take care of me. 
and I want someone to understand that I'm a progressive woman. Yeah, dude, they be making it sound miserable, and you looking at them like, uh... Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> and you know she's been a schizoid for a long time. She's been a schizoid. Yeah, hitting you with that chicken ball. I'm like, ma'am, you could have told me this in the text messages. I, I told you, and you said you were looking for something serious. Indeed, hit the like button. Give me to 1,000 likes. All right, they done shadow banned this stream already because I was talking about him. All right, anyway, uh, let's see right here. What do we got next on Straggle Sniggle Theater? Oh, more dating. All right, more dating. Dating night goes wrong. All right, this is a skit. Shout out to Jail, Jail Venom, Jael, whatever your name is, Ninja Keandre. Dating night goes wrong. Let's play the video. Yeah, he got up out of there. Yeah, man, it happens. But he did come to the uh, date with one of those. I can't remember what they call them. Ski mask. It looked like he got a ski mask on. What did they call them? I can't remember what they call them. It's a popular mask in New York. And I see New Yorkers wear them. I think they banned them in New York. Can't remember what they call them. All right, but, uh, yo, that's what you wore on the date, homie? God damn. What is the mask called? Like, what is that? I can't remember what, what, what is that mask called? <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Anyway, uh, there he is right there. And of course, shysty. Yeah, the poo shysty. He got the poo shysty on. What in the world? Dude, that's what you came to the date with the poo shysty? This looks like a do-rag and a poo shysty. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what are y'all doing, Gen Z? Don't, don't come to a date like that. I guess the, I guess the women like the poo shysty. That's the pookie shysty. Is that the pookie shysty mask? All right. Anyway, when you, when I was in New York, yep, ninjas was wearing pookie shysty mask on. All right. Anyway, I would wonder here. It looks like the money man. Okay. What do we tell you? These women are on the spectrum. I got money. All right. These, these women are on the spectrum. You're not the only one they're dating. Although when they come to the date, they're hitting you with this and I need this and you're going to do, and I'm not doing this. They still got a roster out here. Trust <laughs> They still got a roster. Okay, they still got a roster. And um, they got the money, man, and they all got several different men out right there. And then he's looking, and he called He called the phone and got the food, man. Oh, man, this is cold, brothers. He called, he called the phone, and he the food ninja. That's actually pretty smart. That's cold-blooded, man. Women be doing you dirty, but when they get done dirty, they be mad. These men don't want to commit. He the food man. Pookie shysty. Stick up kids is out the tax. All right, man, she taxing you. All right, that's smart. That's smart of him to call his call the phone and see how she labeled you. You the food man. All right, he had to skedaddle. Let's get to the next clip right here, and I hope YouTube likes this one. This is a woman that uh, I'm going to screen out and scroll out just a little bit. You see how she's dressed? And it says, a woman declines going out on a date. With the man because the place he chose 
was his crib first based off how she was dressed. And she asks, am I like selling sex to you? Let's go ahead and play this clip right here. And this poor Pookie is being gaslit by this straggle. Take a listen. On our first date. You. If you dress like that, we're going to the crib first. And then we can do whatever after that. If it depending on how that goes. <sighs> I know you didn't want me to get up here and lie to you. No, of course not. I don't like lies. But question. Why would you be taking me to your house? Shit, what you want to tell the phone? No. B&B? No. <laughs> shit, car shit, like that too. Wait, oh my god, am I like selling sex to you? I mean, I just feel like, you know, I look good, body look good, but it shouldn't. You make money. It shouldn't. Yeah, I make money. I'm a. You look real good. Right. Like, this is, this is like walking beauty. But, like, you know, I have mad respect for myself. Where would you take me on a date? Is that your answer? We can go get some food wherever you like. Where would you take me? I said wherever you like. I'm real like. Just whatever I want. Yeah. What if I want to go shopping? Damn, you're going to have to call somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to have to decline. But, you know, you got that shit on. So you flat. I can give them more thesis? Um, when I walk away. Uh, yeah. So we not keep Ace? No, I'm not keeping Ace. Walk slow, man. <laughs> I'm going to take me. Wait a minute. Who are you? Um, yeah, man, she trolling. She trolling. Oh, I got to take that off the screen. I got to take that off the screen. She got to be trolling. She looking like a whole hooker out here. She looking like a whole hooker dressed like that. She's like, what? You're not going to treat me with respect? This is when this hey, ladies, this is what guys are putting up with out here. Because either the ones that dudes are matching with on the dating app because they trying to get their little willy wet. And this is how dudes are being treated out here. Now this straggle coming out here with her damn leotard up her rear end, her little one piece. And she intentionally pulled them down. I'm sure she doesn't walk outside like that. Then trolled them and said, what am I, a whore? You think I'm an easy woman? You think I'm fast? You're going to take me on a proper date. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. And then called him the money dude after that. This is wild. These people are out here as wild. All right, what do we got next? We have, we, we still got straggle and sniggle. Okay, we have this woman who says, wait, she says she's on the spectrum. Listen, gentlemen, she's on the spectrum. When I go about my day, I feel like I am carrying around a little secret because everybody just sees this sweet, innocent girl, this goofy little girl on the outside, but they don't really know what I do online, do they? I'm actually quite deceiving. I've now decided to just tell people that I'm a website designer. Anyway, I went shopping and was on the hunt to find swimsuits that I could wear around my family because I'm going to Roatan, Honduras on a family trip but ended up getting anything but a swimsuit. Also, I was so close to asking a girl on a date today, but I got scared. All right, it says secret life of an American girl. And as you can see here, this definitely looks like a Caucasian Asian. She definitely looks uh, like uh, racially ambiguous. She looked like she possibly could have some Asian in her in another year or year, but she a pink toe. And I've been telling you, Ninja, the spectrum is real. This is an example of it right here. 
Um, this is certainly a girl next door. I would cl classify. She's not a hottie. She looks cute and innocent, but she's girl next door. I'm telling you, these girls not next door be out here. In these streets. They be out here in these streets. And not only that, she had to throw in that she's a Lily Lint licker, or as she might say, a bisexual. And she also be doing the freak, freak out and the freak a leak with women. It is getting tough for men, for you guys. I, it's not getting tough for me because I always, I always never give them the benefit of the doubt. I always assume that innocent girls are freaks and that the women, oddly enough, the woman that's the obvious drag wants to be treated like a nice lady. Okay, I want to be treated like a lady. Don't judge me by what I wear. Meanwhile, it's the ones like this that be out here. Of course, this woman, this woman's promoting her lonely fans. All right, there she is. And this is on YouTube. By the way, this clip is on YouTube, so I don't want to hear shit. I don't understand how I'm getting problems on YouTube. This clip is on YouTube, guys. All right, and so they are allowing her to somewhat uh, uh, dry promote her OnlyFans, and there she is, sloppy yogurt, plain, flat back, girl next door. Uh, people don't realize girl next doors are the winners. In the society, people don't realize that girls next doors are the real freaks. Freaks. Are you a real freak? Baby, you tell me. It's the women you don't, you least likely suspect. That's doing dirt. That's do they're doing the dirt. And that's you. Okay, they're doing the dirt. And then what they'll do is, as they start, uh, you know, uh, hitting that point where the wall's coming in, what they'll do is they'll throw that Hail Mary. And that's you. Right? They'll say, oh, look at me. I'm just hostful and innocent. I'm looking for my partner, my forever mate, my fun. And you're like, oh, look at her. She's so cute and innocent. And she was out here getting ramrodded and train-yanged out here. Train-yang. Yeah, man. They do it. Y'all got to understand that that's what it is. Anyway, it's crazy. On YouTube, and they be giving me problems. All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater presses on. We have this woman that's going to share a story. Speaking of lazy wives, look at this lazy, lethargic ass effort to podcast. <laughs> right, goodness. Like, man, boy, I tell you, Gen Z, y'all Gen Zooted, and y'all young Zennial Millennials. Y'all not even trying no more. I get it. Listen, I guess I would have criticized her if she had her face full of cake up. But this woman is in a Snuggie laying down on the couch mm. podcasting. <laughs> All right, Women be living life on easy mode. This is life on easy mode. I mean, she's in a Snuggie podcasting, Ninja. She like, I ain't even just going to sit up for y'all, Ninjas. I'm going to just lay down. All right, let's continue. <laughs> All right, let's continue. What does she have to say? She's going to share a story. All right, hold on. Let me beat the volume up. For wanting to live in my boyfriend's house rent-free. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years. I graduated from college recently and got a job. And my boyfriend and I decided it was time to move in together. I currently live with my parents. After we discussed this, my boyfriend informed me that I had to pay rent to live in his place. His house was a gift from his mother on his 18th birthday, so his only expenses are related to bills. 
I refused to pay rent. Since the place is not rented or anything, I'd like to contribute with half of the bills, house insurance, or other expenses related to the house, but not rent. I suggested that he could rent the extra room if he wants to have extra cash, but personally, I would not be paying. My boyfriend thinks it's unreasonable for me to be living in someone's house rent-free and doesn't want to rent the extra room due to privacy. Am I the asshole for wanting to live in my boyfriend's house rent-free? My boyfriend and I have been together for three years. I graduated from college. All right, all right, all right, all right. The Lazy Girl Podcast. Hold up, hold up. So let me get this straight. <laughs> you got a boyfriend of three. Okay, hold up. We got to do a poll on this one. We got to do a poll. By the way, we got 2.1 thousand people watching because we have several channels here. But hit the like button. Give me to 1,000 likes. We'll get over 2,000 on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel alone. And then we, we normally average about close to 3K, but it's split up across multiple channels. But uh, I got to do a poll. I got to do a poll. This is what we talk about, guys. Be forewarned. Be forewarned of how women negotiate. This is, this is a tough one because you do have people that have different opinions on this one. I'm going to put up a poll, and we're going to discuss her boyfriend has gotten to a property where he doesn't pay mortgage. He doesn't pay rent or mortgage. However, she wants to move in. He wants to her to move in, but he's going to charge her rent because really you're not supposed to be living rent-free in many areas. She's getting a deal, and he's probably giving her a discount. But she's going to contribute to her what she uses, which are the utilities. But she's going to sandbag him on the rent? She's going to sandbag him on the rent? Hold up. I got to put up a poll. I got to put up a poll. Who do you think is right on this one? Who do you think is right on this one? Boyfriend or girlfriend? Boyfriend or girlfriend, who do you think's right? I'm, I'm going to play the clip again because I realize not everybody um, heard it, but I have to put up who do you think. I should have just copied it. Who do you think is right? Girl, did I put boyfriend first? Boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay. All right. Who do you think is right? Boyfriend, girlfriend. Got a question here. Got a qu I'll, I'll play the clip again just so you can hear it. Recently and got a job. And my boyfriend and I decided it was time to move in together. I currently live with my parents. After we discussed this, my boyfriend informed me that I had to pay rent to live in his place. Okay. If I'm not mistaken... Okay, let me let me continue. His house was a gift from his is. mother on his 18th birthday. There it is. Okay, so his house was a gift from the mother. His his mother set him up and got him to a gift as a house. So he pays no mortgage, I'm assuming. We, we're just going to assume that. And he wants her to move in. So his only expenses are related to bills. I All right, so he has no expenses other than the bills. This is interesting, right? refused to pay rent since the place is not rented or anything uh, there it is right there so he's not paying rent he's not paying rent or a mortgage he does pay for upkeep he does pay for wear and tear he does pay to to uh basically keep the house functioning he also pays property taxes somebody paying property taxes somebody's paying property taxes so he's not paying those in her mind but there's wear and tear, there's upkeep, 
And there's also property tax. I mean, there's, there's an expense to a house. And she believes because he's not paying a mortgage or a rent that she can live there rent free. There's insurance. Ninja. <laughs> he says, stop telling them everything. Now that's a fact. You don't need to tell him that. That's why. Yeah, he. that's where he violated. He's telling her that. He don't need to tell her. That is nuts. What the hell are you talking about? Now, I don't get what the hell this bird brain. Now, she's not the bird brain. It's the woman asking the question. So in her mind, since he's not paying, she don't have to pay. Man, I will smack that. No, I wouldn't smack her. I'd like to contribute with half of the bills, house insurance, or other expenses related to the house, but not rent. I suggested that he could rent the extra room if he wants to have extra cash. <laughs> now, she has no leverage in this. She's living with her parents, which is odd. Then she wants to freeload over here and then say, why don't you rent an extra room? My question is, ma'am, why would, why would he charge rent? to someone else and not you he not paying any rent why in, why in your mind does he get to let you live rent free but charging someone else why do you think that's fair wouldn't that be according to your rules he's not paying any rent so he's gonna scam somebody else you think you're getting scammed he's gonna scam someone else Man, I swear to God, girl, Map Ninja, do not let these freeloading ass sandbagging in, uh, women move in. Now you're suggesting he can make extra cash by double dipping on a unsuspecting person. But since you know about it, you're not going to get scammed. But personally, I would not be paying. My boyfriend thinks it's unreasonable for me to be living in someone's house rent free and doesn't want to rent the extra room due to privacy. Am I the for wanting to live in my boyfriend's house rent free? Absolutely. You're the asshole. Not only that, you're a piece of shit. Absolutely. You're freeloading. And dude, if you dating this woman, dump that bitch. Dump her. You bitch. Yeah, bitch. Dump her. Dump her now. A lot of young guys get put in these scenarios. And yes, you don't have a place to go. Uh, you're going to listen to your father. Well, it is your girlfriend. Well, she is giving you punani. She's going to make a happy home and you don't have a place to go. I'm going to tell you, I'm the uncle that your mother told you not to listen to. Dump her. Dump her now. Don't wait. Three years down the drain, go to the junior college. You'll be better. Go to Monk Mode. Get yourself another piece of property. Take the money that you're saving from being that your mother gifted you from and start to be an investor. Go and be, get, get another piece of property. This woman's a useless piece of garbage. And yes, she's an a-hole. And if you get her knocked up, good luck getting her out. And sadly enough, you might get kicked out of your own house and your mother is going to be very pissed at you. This is a tra trash. These people trash. All right. Wow. All right. Here we go right here. We do uh, an update. Remember the orange pill test last video for Straggle and Sniggle? The orange pill theory, which was basically a shit test. Now, apparently, Gen Z and the Zennials are coming up with the new test to just steal time from their boyfriends. Remember I tell you, anytime you're with a woman, you're paying. You're paying with time, which is your most valuable asset. 
normally when they're with you, they're not giving you anything back. There's no return in that investment. You're just being around just to get your willy wet. So instead of them adding value to you, they do stuff like this. They're now doing allegedly the ketchup cleanup test. The ketchup cleanup test. If there is spilled ketchup on the counter and your boyfriend doesn't know how to clean it up, is he dumb or are you a jerk for intentionally making a mess and trying to see how he can fix it? The ketchup test is the latest relationship test going viral. And honestly, some of the videos are pretty funny with some guys just smearing ketchup into the furniture like they've never cleaned a day in their life. And other men are perfectly capable and also probably tired, tired of all of this content that is made for your entertainment. Doing but here's the thing. What does the ketchup challenge show? It shows that women are a waste of time. I'm telling you, man, you're going to pay in time and you're going to be used as fodder for dumbed down normie oxygen thief women who don't have nothing better to do, nothing to add in terms of value to your life. I've been done told you you're wasting time. What do I tell you about this? I tell you the, that the law of diminishing returns. The more time you spend with them, the less you're going to get back. It's just what they are. It's just how we work. We're thinking of important shit. Here I got to go. Why you, why you putting ketchup on the counter? And now we got to make YouTube content out of it. You ain't got nothing else better to do. Nope. You ain't got nothing else better to do. Now I got to clean up. Yeah. One point of argument is that it's all about domestic labor. You have to have some level of knowledge and I think a little bit of common sense to know how to clean up ketchup rather than smearing into a counter. So there's that whole conversation around weaponized incompetence. Some men pretend or truly just don't know how to do something and therefore the work falls on the woman. But does the ketchup test prove whether you have a good boyfriend or husband? I would say probably not. I think what the ketchup test proves is that cleaning is work and that that work should not be minimized. The internet is riddled with relationship tests and you might be wondering why. There was name a woman challenge, the peel and orange theory. And I think the reason why these challenges are so popular is one, they get a lot of views on social media. People wanna see how other people react to things because we're all doing a social comparison. It's pretty weird when you think about it. We are watching strangers every single day see how they interact with each other, and then we compare their relationship to ours. And when we see these challenges that claim to predict how our relationship's gonna be, whether we're with the right person, whether our husband or boyfriend is good to us and going to be good to us later in life, we want that assuredness. We want certainty in an uncertain world. And I think that's why these relationship tests are so popular. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. That woman, man. And by the way, her voice to me, to me, her voice is annoying, bruh. I can't take it. I would not be able to do the shit test would be. Can I listen to you for 30 seconds? Because every time I would, she would open her mouth, can I share my thoughts? Silence, you fool. <laughs> my, my boyfriend doesn't want me to talk. Yes, you know why. You see why. Silence, you fool. <laughs> Ladies, this is why you get cut off. You, you be sounding annoying, man. That's annoying. <laughs> annoying, bro. Oh, 
and I want this and I want this. Just run on sentence, no commas, no periods, no exclamation points, no question marks. Just running on, just yip yapping. But here's the thing. You talking loud and ain't saying nothing. That's what you're doing. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. I guess we press on. I got, I got one. No, I don't have any more. That's Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Yeah, that's why they call us toxically masculine because we tell men about stupid things that you're gonna be put up to in relationships, right? They don't want you to know this. See, you're gonna have to just deal with catch-up tests. See, that is toxic. That's true toxicity in relationships. And of course, your woman is mindly going through her Instagram and her TikTok and her YouTube shorts, and she don't have nothing better to do. And then guess what she's going to do? Oh, I don't got nothing else better to do while she's sitting there smelling like a bag of onions. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Yeah. And then they're going to do what? They're going to say, hey, you know what? I'll just shit test my boyfriend right now. Why not? I ain't got nothing better to do. We just sitting here on a Saturday. He's playing video games. Time to shit test my boyfriend. Yo, they don't, they don't want you learning how to respond to these things. That's toxicity. Shout out to our brother, Justin. Oh, Japanese Juco brought me tech, bought me, or did bought me or brought me. I think you meant bought me. Bought me Tekken 8 as a gift. So you're wrong, coach. She's a good one. Just kidding. Free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to you. The free agent lifestyle. Uncle Mel's show says, what is the official definition of communita? It's where the Negroes live. <laughs> but um, any place where you have a Martin Luther King Boulevard is probably going to be where the communita is. So that is number one. Number two, it's a place that believes that if they get their shit right, they're all going to rise up together and then beat the man. So any of that going on, any place that's being gentrified, communita, any place where uh, Nino Brown is running the community and running the corner, but everybody go gets turkeys from him at Thanksgiving and makes him a hero. But then if you do so much as jaywalk, they asking you for to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> uh, places where they say things like don't snitch. So they help protect Nino Brown, but they'll snitch on you if you come out here with a girl at the Juco, right? Yeah. That's the community. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah. These type of places. Yeah. Any place where they see somebody commit a blatant violent crime and don't snitch on them just for their own self-protection and stuff like that. But they will claim that the, 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 done, the harm done to their community is by outsiders. Yeah, that's the community. Mm. <laughs> right. That would be the, oh, you meant taken. It said taken on my thing here. I think if it's, hey, listen. It's a place where that if you have a vehicle that is German-made, you're an idiot for stopping pumping gas in it. That's the community. <laughs> it's the ghetto. It's where every 20, 30 years, there's a civil rights movement that the people come in and they steal the money from the people and they take it and they buy large mansions outside of their, that particular region. That's the community. It's the places where false promises 
uh, false promises are made by people who try to make uplifting messages, but they never deliver on the promise, like building schools, like this type of thing. <laughs> right, anyway, somebody said Nino Brown. Uh, y'all young in here, even though I don't know Tekken. But Nino Brown in New Jack City ran the Carter, and everybody knew it, and he handed out turkeys on Thanksgiving, and everybody said he was a hero. Hey, you're a hero. But he was poisoned in the community or the community. Places where they sell bottles of water and have kids running out selling bottles of water, and they call them hustlers. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let me stop. Uh, yeah, that would be, yeah. Places where they have streets that are numbers and the schools have names of presidents, dead presidents. That's going to be where the community is, yes. Any place that's called the hood, the barrio, and um, the ghetto. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, where we at here? So anyway, there's that's what we're talking about. Yes, places where they promote malt liquor and tobacco products like, yeah, these places. Anywhere, anywhere where these things, anywhere where people wear pajamas and slippers and do rags and tank tops and I can see the man's underwear, community. Community. <laughs> right, anyway, right here. All right, any place where the basketball game has to end by 7 p.m. or people will start getting shot. Your local high school basketball game has to end at 7 p.m. and the team doesn't go to the locker room. They go straight to the bus and they skedaddle up out of there. Yeah, that would be the community. Any places where you will see a liquor store, a church, a gun store, or a what they used to call a surplus store, and then a church and a surplus store and a liquor store on the same street block. And then the, na- the next street block got the same thing. That's the community. Yes, indeed, indeed. Any place that has a Popeye or a church's chicken is the community. Because you don't see Popeye's or church's chickens on any places but the community. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, let me stop. A pawn shop, yes. He says no gun stores in the hood. It used to be like that, but it's like a surplus store, a pawn shop. Yes, these places there. Uh, any places where you see a check cashing, a paycheck loan store, a pawn shop, and a church's chicken on the same corner is going, and a family dollar or a 99-cent store, it's going to be the community. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be the community. Anyway, title loan. Yep. Title loan stores, a repo shop around the corner. Yep. 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 That's the community. Does that make sense? Shout out to you. Pug Dad said she moves in and she'll never leave. 100%. T Mon Jr. says uh, reverse the roles and we should start doing a cooking relationship show. I'm sorry, a cooking relationship test 
How would that look? He says, y'all, I got time today because shout out to a cooking relationship show. Let me think about that real quick. Mm. Shout out to you. Yeah, I got time, cuz. Uncle Mel says women are like cats sitting in the window, bored as F. Bored as F. One of the things I tell you, man, is that you have to know this going in. I don't say this. I don't say this to belittle women. But I'm going to tell you, women are bored. They're naturally bored. They don't know what to do. Yes, they're like cats sitting in the window. They really don't know what to do. And uh, when they don't have boyfriends or a little mate or they're not fornicating or have a little uh, um, guy that drops by a sneaky link, they are really bored. Don't ever let them make you think that they're doing something with their time. Trust me. And I'm not saying this in the relationship aspect. I've lived with many, many women. I've actually traveled with women. They don't be doing nothing. They're bored. They're bored. They, they suffer from massive boredom, which means that they get in a lot of trouble. That's how they get in trouble. And if you're the next person next to them, when they're bored, they start static with you. They start static. Like they be sitting up thinking on a Saturday. Aha. And if they happen to have a boyfriend or a husband, they're going to start doing stupid shit to you. <laughs> like, you know what? Let me do some stupid shit to this guy. They'll flick a booger across the room. They'll fart. They'll, you know, they'll throw a sock. They'll play a game. And then you play and then you start flirting and then you're pick her up slammer. And then you start taking her pants off. And she's like, wait a minute. I'm on my period. <laughs> Tell me I ain't lying. Right. They start testing you. They start spending money. They start recording themselves in the mirror. They start making videos. They don't know what to do with themselves. Just like a cat. <laughs> right? They don't know what to do with themselves. They start thought and plotting. Guys, women, don't, they ain't never doing nothing. I'm, I'm important, and I barely have time. I'm a busy woman. I study. I do my job. I work. I focus on my career. Yes, I'm a busy woman. So I could focus on my career. They don't be doing nothing, bro. Eating. <laughs> they be eating. Sitting up saying, like, ah, I need something to eat. Where's that clip that I got? All right, where's the eating woman at? All right, I didn't have it. I should have had it lined up. I didn't have it lined up. I had the eating clip lined up, but oh, here it is. Hungry. Yeah, right here. She said She said it like this. Always hungry. All I spend my money on is food. Papa John's, McDonald's, America's Best Wings, Pie Pies. Yeah, Pie Pies. Yeah, they hungry and bored. And, uh, yeah, when they get relationships, you know what? I'm going to tell you how this works. <laughs> because they're bored, they think a relationship is the cure of their boredom. They're like, oh, I wish I just had a guy to go to the fair, the farmer's market, the festival. And so what will happen is, yep, I'm so busy. I'm just so busy. I'll be doing things. And you know what they'll do? This is what they'll do. You messing with a girl, you're like, all right, I'm going to get her over here and I'm going to clap them cheeks. She comes over two times, holds her big fat legs up, and you you clap them cheeks. What's she going to say next? What is she going to say next? She might not ask you for a relationship outright. Let me see if you guys know. Let me see if you guys know. Yeah, pie pies. All right, Um. so let's say all guys know this. You hook, Not all. Some of y'all are incels and virgins, but shout out to you. I don't judge. I don't judge. But um, what happens? You hook up with a girl. 
You take you meet her at a bar, a little restaurant, you have some appetizers, you have a beer or two, you take her back. You hit it once, you hit it twice. She might not ask you for a relationship. She not might not ask you where's this going. She's going to ask you something to to progress the relationship and cure her boredom. Anybody know not what I, you guys have it right. I'm not going to say what are we now? But there's something else she's going to do because she knows if she asks, what are we now, you're going to skedaddle. What is she going to do? Yeah, they always ask you something right after sex. They do because that's that's called prostitution. That's called prostitution. Let's see if y'all get it. And you guys are right. You guys are right. But uh, he said we need an outfit. Let me see if y'all got it. Okay, y'all ain't got it. They, it is a time one. They then want your time. They're going to say this. This is what I'm going to see right here. Okay, let's see if we got it right here. Oh, somebody put it here. Somebody put it. When are we going to go out and do something? Let's go do something. Let's go eat somewhere. Let's go, let's go to an outing. Let's go bowling. Let's go to uh, golf and stuff. Let's go to, uh, what's that golf place? Let's go to let's let's go do something. Let's plan something. So then the next time she's actually putting it on the calendar or the offer is I like doing this. I will still make this available, but we should do something. That's what it is. That's the next. That's going to be the next offer. That's going to be the next level up. It can't just be she's going to come over and you knock it, knock it out because she's bored. She put some peace leave on the table, and now she's bartering the peace leave now. Now she's making you pay for it, and that's going to be, oh, you know what? Next time, let's meet on the weekend and go to a show. She'll even, she'll even top golf. Thank you, top golf. Um, she'll even buy the tickets. She'll even say, hey, I got tickets to a show. She'll even buy the tickets and say, oh, um, next Friday, I got some tickets. My friend was going to go, but they dropped out. But you can go with me. That that right there. That is the next level up. Because she cannot just get them cheeks clapped. So now she's going to have to say, now it's time to go out. Now it's time to just do more. I'm bored. I know. I gave you the, I gave you the cheeks. I like it. But it only lasted 18 minutes. So now it's the upsell. Let's upsell. Let's backdoor you. Let's, you like this? You like this, Punani? You like it? Is it juicy? Well, if you want more, let's do something next week. That's how they do stuff. <laughs> so he said, I'm triggered now. So now it's up because they, and, and again, you will find out that many women that were so busy and bored, I mean, so busy with their, with their stuff, they didn't have nothing else going on. They had, well, they had a rotation. They, they definitely had a rotation of guys. Some, most do. But the next thing is the, all right, let's get some more out of this. Let's get some more value. And you're like, nope, just break, keep dropping it off. 18 minutes, bus, skedaddle. Put your clothes back on. So all men pay. She starts bartering, trying to get some time, trying to get you to invest more, trying to get some presents. All right, getting you in your life. Yeah. He said the back door is foul. They got back door, trap door. They're always selling you vagina, guys. They're always selling you. <laughs> They're always going to sell it to you. So that's kind of what we talk about, mostly because they're bored. Most men, nine out of 10 men that they deal with are not trying to do anything with them. 
other than sex. And some don't even want that. So they're always trying to entice men to spend time. Spend time. They want you to pay for that punani with time. Sometimes it's time and money because then you start buying tickets to shows and going to Top Golf and buying drinks and sitting at the bar. And she was like, I'm a, I'm a cheap date. I'm a cheap date. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about taking me out to fancy restaurants. I'm a cheap date. And then she'll start saying, look, we could just go to Applebee's. But that is a backdoor into spending more time with you because they're really bored. So money, energy, attention, and time is the thing. And guys, you don't understand how that time is the biggest expense you're paying. That time is the biggest expense. Even your dating coach will tell you, well, you don't have to pay money up front. What you can do is, he said, why though? Well, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense from their perspective. We always got to think from their perspective because I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. But um, even a dating coach will tell you, you don't have to pay for sex outright. If you want her soul, if you want her to really like you, give her one date where you show her a good time, sell her a dream. And if you do that successfully, then every time you have sex with her after that, most likely it's going to be for free, which we describe. In their mind, they don't think they don't see the they don't see the the, the bad part of this. So they say, hey, I took her out once. And then every time you get her after that, and this is somewhat true. You don't have to make that investment every time so that the next three, four, five times you're with her, it's free. Now, I heard a guy say that, and I was like, dude, you can't be more dumb with this. That's a dumb silence, you fool. This got to be the dumbest thing I ever heard. Stupid. Because in his words, he doesn't think he's paying. In his mind, he don't think he's paying. Number one, number one. You're going to spend some time with her next time. You are going to spend some time. It ain't like she mostly going to drop. At best, she might drop off some vagina once or twice. And then she's going to start asking for another investment. Well, I don't want your money, but then it's going to be more time and more time and more time. Then she's going to drop out after she's getting a raw deal. She's going to think she's getting a raw deal. She's going to be like, wait a minute. And guess what? She's going to bounce. What are you going to do next? You're going to take another broad out and do the exact same thing. So you just have to replace the next one or go to your next rotation. Next batter up. Pay for that first date. Get the punani. Three, four extra free times. She drops out. Reinvest. <laughs> so you're going to do this how long in your life? Just going to keep doing this? Just going to keep doing this, huh? This is free to you, huh? Okay. <laughs> to you, this is free. You can't be so dumb. Silence, you fool. You're going to keep having to do this instead of having somebody consistently that, bruh, this is wild as fuck. But guys out here thinking that's free. That is not, that could not be further from the truth. Now you got to do this constant and replacing your rotation, keeping your stock full, paying your five broads first date. Another broad drop out, bring in the new broad, pay for her date. Ninja, you, how much energy you got? Do you have a job? Do you have a job? Because I can't keep this shit up. <laughs> right? Mm. right? I could never keep that type of intensity up. It sounds good for about four weeks. 
for okay two months at at best two months of this and then i'm like no more i can't keep this up it's going to add up really fast not only that it's going to take away time oh mr rotation you got five girls in your rotation and some of these are free some of them you're paying for the first date you only got seven days in a week. You're going to do this five days? You're going to keep your girls at bay? Oh, I'm going to see three this week, two this week, or four this week, two next week. Okay, five this week, none this week. When are you going to get some rest? <laughs> when are you going to work on your business plan? When are you going to start your business? You're just going to do this shit until perpetuity? That's my new word. This is outrageous. <laughs> Again, the time factor is never considered in this. You're basically organizing your life and your entire schedule around women. <laughs> There's no <laughs> That's going to be a loss. You're going to lose over time considerably on this one. Guys, only do this for a short period of your time, a couple of months, a year, a couple of years out of your life. Do not think you're going to keep this energy up. That's way too much focus. That's way too much focus on women, man. And nobody in the history of dating has ever kept a rotation consistent over a long period of time. Otherwise, um, this whole spinning plates model requires you to constantly replace women. If you're spinning plates, at one point, a plate's going to drop. This is natural. One girl's going to drop out of your rotation. She's going to have a better deal. Sometimes she'll come back. That happens. You'll have your three and four or your two and three that are constant and your three that are always just kind of just, you know, floundering. Oh, I got to maintain her. Oh, I couldn't see her this week. I was wore out. All right, you promise her next week. She's going to feel she's going to figure out the signs. She's going to drop out. Now you're going to be like, oh, I got to replace her. <laughs> Somebody going to drop out because they're going to see what it is. They're going to be like, oh, this nigga. And then when she drops out, you got to get your mouthpiece out. You got to have your next one up. It's going to, you're going to wear out. Ninja, you got to, I don't know what y'all doing, guys. This is broke ninja energy. You cannot think you're going to do this long term. Please don't do this. And you're paying. Yes, you're paying. Shout out to our brother says, Oye, he says, how much to promote YouTube alternative library? Never heard of it, but you just did it and you paid for it. <laughs> Shout out to you. I've always had these replacements. Shout out to Johnny Law, and he's got a co-sponsorship. I'm rich, bitch. Shout out to you, and he says, if roles were reversed, she'd want him to pay. She'd want him to pay. You ain't lying. I didn't even think about that. So he's referring to the woman who had the free place, and the guy moves into her house. She definitely want him to pay. 100%. You're absolutely right. Thank you for that co-sponsorship. Julia says, Coach, don't have timestamps, but I don't got timestamps, but yeah, I got time. I got time. <laughs> Love it. Scope says, thoughts on splitting bills. In my opinion, it doesn't work. Splitting bills. Guys, I've had female roommates, and let me tell you, most I had two, I had three female roommates at different times. I was on my Jack Tripper shit. And most of the re roommates were, well, two of the roommates were good. Now, both of them were European women that were cool with it, and they weren't Americanized. So they were very easy to deal with financially. 
Um, if you know European women, they deal with money a little bit differently. Uh, their family tend to have a little bit more money. They're they're not more consumers, you know. And both of the women that were fine with me were Swedish. They were from Sweden, and their family seemed to be well off enough. They seemed to not be consumers. So they were they were fine. I never had an issue. Now the one other woman that I had was an Americanized woman. She was American. Okay. And she uh would do things like, you know, I would play her. Where in at the time it was I lived in Northridge, California. Shout out to the San Fernando Valley. And in the summers it gets hot. It's over a hundred degrees. Well, what I would do was I would come home and I wouldn't run the air conditioning. I wouldn't run the air conditioning. I'd just sit in there sweating with the window open. But of course, she would come in there. First thing she would do, put that air conditioning on. Now, of course, the air conditioning bill would come in a month and a half, two months later, and it would be significantly high. And I will say, well, I didn't turn the air on. You turned the air on. And I will say, you're going to pay a, more of that bill. Now, the Swedish women would do it, and they would pay the bill without a conversation. The American women would be like, nah, we splitting this. And I'm like, you put it in. You, you, I wasn't using it. You were using it. I did have problem, more problems with the American woman, not the Swedish woman. So just as you know, and I'm not saying European women were better, and all three of them were the Caucasus Motlin. So, um, but those are the things you got into uh, with these things. And so sp splitting the bill in a relationship, I don't like the idea of men splitting bills with women. Like, I, that conversation to me is whack. Now, there are some men in this space that always, you know, they say things like this, and men, women should pay half because they're independent and all this shit. I understand what you're saying. However, in order to, in order to be masculine, in my opinion, you got to control that part. You're going to find that if you control that part, you're going to have way more leverage, not control, leverage in your position. This type of negotiation with women is childish. It is effeminate, and it is not going to lead you in anywhere of a positive direction when you're splitting. You're actually playing into her game by splitting the bills. As opposed to paying 100% right outright, you think you're losing and she's finessing you, but it's the opposite. She's finessing you by doing 50-50 because then you're going to have this conversation with the child on splitting everything. Right now, everything gets split. Now you're folding laundry. Now you're splitting cooking nights and now you're splitting this and you're splitting that. There needs to be a reason for her to part them legs. And if and if you don't have any leverage, a woman naturally ain't going to respect you and she going to clam up on your ass and say, shit, I'm paying half these bills. I don't have to give you no punani. Now, that does happen in other situations as well. But I find that this partnership shit is not a leverage advantage, guys, for, for men. You guys got to have leverage. Not control, but leverage. And in marriages, this happens as well. And in relationships where it's 50-50, you will find that you can't cuff your balls and walk out the door. You can't. Because you need her half. Um, pimps even know this. And I always degrade pimps, and shot, but I do want to shout out pimps. Because pimps have great knowledge of women because they're around them all the time. So they, you can learn a lot from a pimp. I know I tell you that they kind of are, are, are not good people, but you can learn a lot. But a pimp will say 100%. It's always 100% to zero. That's how he keeps the leverage. 
If he has a 50-50 deal with the woman, he can't have any leverage. He has nothing. So if the woman walks off, that's 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 half the money. And he's dependent on the other half. If she gets bailed out of jail, if she gets arrested for hoeing from the pimp perspective, he can't bail her out with half the money. He needs all the money to bail her out, to get her out of there and get her out of the situation. Most men, 50-50 relationships cannot leave when they don't have leverage. When the woman starts acting funny and funky, you can't get up and leave because you need half of her money. Now, this is from the woman's perspective. Women aren't going to like this at all. Right? But for me, I'm going to tell you, 50-50 are for roommates. If you're a guy and you want to, because masculinity is earned, you want the ability to. And women will say, that's why I have my own money. You can have your own money. All right? Have your own money. But this whole 50-50 split shit is actually making you guys worse, putting you in, in, the, in a feminine position, in a desperate position, in a need position. And men, stop putting yourself in need position with women. So she gets her own paycheck and all that shit. I can tell her, as opposed to splitting the bills, I can do this. Watch this. This is why women, when they want to move in with me and progress, I start whipping this shit out and they, they skedaddle. Watch this. A woman says, well, I want to split 50-50 with you, CGA. And I was like, was you with my life 50-50? You wasn't in my life 50-50. So I've worked for a lot of things that you're going to make use of. So I'll continue to pay for it. I already pay for it already. You can come in. And she's like, good. Well, I can keep my money and I can save my money and pay off my debt. Oh, hold on, baby. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. I'm going to pay the bills. But what you're going to do is you're going to take this slip. This is a bank slip. This is a direct deposit slip. You're going to take this to your human resource office. <laughs> you're going to take this to your human resource office. You're going to give it to that fat, chunky lady in the corner with the cellulite all over her legs. And then you're going to drop your paycheck into this account. You know what she going to do? She out of there. She out of there. Now, with this, with this, we're going to see what you going to do with that money. Because more likely than not, you ain't going to pay off any debt. More likely than not, you ain't going to save none of it. But you are going to drop that check into this account. I ain't going to spend it. I might even invest it for you. I might even invest it for you. <laughs> But what you ain't going to do is double dip. What you ain't going to do is save money on my account while I'm out here breaking my back. What you ain't going to do is sandbag and freeload. What you ain't going to do is tell me what you ain't going to do. That's what you ain't going to do. So any time, because guys are concerned about women backdooring them in relationships. Guys, there's a whole bunch of outs that you got. Oh, baby, I'm paying all the bills. Uh-huh, she's going to be like, oh, yeah, I like a provider. I'm a provider. I'm a true man. I'm an all-true man. I'm paying all the bills. Baby, you won't even have to worry about a bill. In fact, you won't even have to worry about managing any money because I'm going to manage your money. Drop that direct deposit into my account. You ain't going to worry about shit. You ain't going to have to worry about a damn thing. All that stress is going to leave your body. 
Baby, you ain't even going to have to go make your money, and you ain't even got to worry about it. Your money going to double and triple on my account. <laughs> she going to be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But that's my money. Oh, yes, it's my money. But you on my time, baby. You on my time. Yeah. And you got to pay the cost to be the boss. You want a boss? I thought you wanted a boss. Oh, you wanted a part-time lover. A part-time lover. Oh, you wanted a part-time lover? Oh, baby, take your panty drawer, pack it up, baby. Get on out. Get on out. We ain't got no time for no part-time lovers around here. We got people out here that want to do some work. You going to come here and work, bitch. You going to come in here and work. You bitch. Yeah, bitch. You going to come in here and work. You thought you was coming here and sandbagging and freeloading. Oh, no, baby. Oh, no, baby. Direct deposit, take it to your little job. I'm going to see how much money you make and how much money you spend. <laughs> oh, man. Shit, I'm going to cover you, baby. But I'm going to make you live a stress-free life. You ain't never going to have to think about money the rest of your life. Come on in, baby. Come on in. Sit your ass down. Uh, legs parted right now. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's how you get them, man. Don't play games with these women, man. Stop negotiating with them. Stop negotiating with these women. Y'all making deals with the women and side deals. Oh, Ninja, no, man. Man up out here. Ninja, be a man. Be a man. You can't just come in here and let these women come and make deals with you. Oh, I'm going to make a deal with you. This is what I'll offer you. Have you ever heard a woman offer you something and it's the worst deal of all time? They'd be like, okay, I thought about it correctly. I thought about it. This is what I'm willing to offer you, and it's the worst deal in history. You're looking at her like, you think I'm a dumbass. You think I'm boo-boo the fool, huh? You think I'm Willie Lump Lump? Let me tell you something. <laughs> this ain't how this works. You want a boss ninja? You got to be a boss, babe. Shout out to, uh, we're going to call you Christy. Thanks for the great info in entertainment. The best edutainment here on YouTube. Appreciate you. And we almost ready to move on. Yes, we are. Did I get any super chats? I'm going to do super chats and I'm going to get going right here. Daniel Max says, all you ever hear is what women want and what they give versus what they give. And we're going to talk about it in the marriages, guys. You getting, you guys are getting, you guys are getting finessed in these marriages. Begging for some peace leave. Can I have some peace leave, please? Can you put peace leave here? I'll take a little peace. I got lucky. Thank you. I don't beg for no peace leave. I'm just out here making deals for peace leave. All right, if I vacuum the floor, can you give me some peace leave? Right here in my hand. <laughs> man, stop. All right, stop it, guys. Be a man. Be a man. Masculinity is earned. You can't be a masculine man paying 50% of the bills. You cannot. And if you think this, I'm not, I ain't going to pay for 50. Okay, pay zero of her bills. <laughs> and have zero women. That's called monk mode. The contractor says, today I took away the phone my ex-baby mother gave to my daughter. Hell incoming, but minors shouldn't have phones. Oh, Ninja, you about to get. She about to tear your world up. She about to tear your world up. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's get back to the show. And by the way, I don't think sex should be free either. And it's never been free. So that's a whole thing that I kind of part ways with my own philosophy. Um, it's kind of similar to like something because, listen, we have a great desire for it and there's great consequences for it. And there's definitely great consequences for the woman for it. 
They got peace leaves tucked inside of their bodies and it be boiling, disease carrying, festering, all in their innards. Great risk for them. And it basically takes them off the marketplace. They get the herb dirt. That they're pretty much done. They can get they can birth babies and their value decreases according to us by how many times they have sex for free or for pay. So yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they leverage that? That's the only thing they really got. But thinking it's free, you guys are jackasses. I mean, there's no way. Now, every now and then you might get you a freebie, but they'll make sure they make sure they pay you pay for it next time. The sex is for us is not a great risk. I mean, other than us contracting an STI from them and then us getting them pregnant and or a false allegation. These things are rare. Yes, an STI is rare comparatively to how many times people get their freak on. Uh, pregnancies are super rare comparatively to how many people fornicate. Okay. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Me too. And false allegations are extremely rare. rare. Although all three are have lifelong consequences so consider that all of these things are rare and you're scared about it and they're super rare but the damage done to you is significant but you want it for free <laughs> you want it for free now it shouldn't be cost a lot of money either especially these uh never mind so it's a risky proposition anything that has significant risk and not a lot of reward other than pleasure, definitely going to cost. Definitely going to cost. All right. In high school, and also there's reputation payment and that type of thing. I know my neighbors look out the window and be like, this ninja wild. <laughs> my, my neighbors pull up. I know there's neighbors looking out their window like, God damn. There's husbands. There's wives looking out the window. Don't look. <laughs> Don't look. Because uh, if any of the husbands watching my lifestyle, they're like, damn, what am I doing? And their wife is sitting there like this. I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any yeah. of this turning you off? Nothing? Yeah. And people always talk about uh, women are, you know, the their sexual marketplace value, but it's free. How do you get a sexual marketplace value? And saying a woman's value is higher at this age, but sex is free. Yeah, I mean, y'all red pill guys need challenges on some of y'all theories. So what you're going to do is fuck all the high value sexual marketplace young women for free and then criticize them for getting ran through and punish them for giving up free sex when they were younger. <laughs> um, We need a red pill meeting. If y'all want to call this what it is, maybe I'm red pill adjacent at this point. Maybe y'all don't kick me out. So she has her values up here, but her value's going to plummet. But also, her value's going to decrease because she got ran through giving up free pussy. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, that's a hole in the conversation. That is a hole in the conversation. So what she, she have done? So when she sells it, her value plummets. <laughs> All right, nobody's going to ever marry her again. We we gotta <laughs> we gotta have a conversation. So what she she do? Get married, sell it to somebody on a marriage when she's young. Never get divorced. Yeah, y'all some funny ass ninjas. Anyway, if there's a sexual marketplace value, 
that implies cost. And then you punish them for not even recouping any cost. Shit. I can tell a lot of these guys in the red pill space are inexperienced sexually with some of these conversations. You're just inexperienced. Y'all just making shit up. <laughs> making charts. And you had two pieces of peace leave your entire life. Two. Two pieces of peace leave. I'm going to make a chart about this. All right. We got to be real, man. I'm only I'm the only one that's going to bring the real pill around here. And that's the after pill for a Fugazi, all the rest of the pills for all the rest of the pills. There's only one pill here. And that's the free agent lifestyle aftercare. This the app. This the after pill. pill. All right. Let me see here. Okay. All right, here we go right here. I don't know what we're doing. Crime and law, CGA. That's what we're doing here. I had to think about it. Crime and law, CGA. Let's talk about these criminal-ass women. Apparently, married teacher. Married teacher facing life in prison after having relationships with student 20 to 30 times on field trips. Wow. Wow. In these streets. Okay. Okay. Let's read the story. Man, and there goes another plain Jane. There goes another teacher. Guys, I've been I've been telling you, teachers, female teachers have been doing this for a long time. If you think about the amount of teachers that are uh, that are female and the amount of chances they've been able to do this, and this gets swept under the rug. This ain't nothing new, but it seems like this new generation of young teachers, they out here ready to give the clippity clap to middle school and uh, high school students. Meanwhile, they're making you pay, you pay for dates. So they give it out free punani, risking jail, risking life in prison to give um, to give a high school ninja some peace leave. So Mrs. Anderson and Jamal at it again. It says in Little Rock, Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas, a former teacher at Bryant High School has pleaded guilty to having sex with a student. The U.S. District Attorney's Office said 33-year-old Heather Hare pleaded guilty on Monday to transporting a minor across state lines in order to have sex. Looks like she's been hit with the Old Man Act. Damn, she got the Johnny B. Good. She got the Chuck Berry. She got hit with the Man Act. All right, it says right there, investigators said that Hare taught family consumer science. Uh, what is that, home economics? At Bryant High School, and she met the minor victim on the first day of his senior year. Ooh, she was actually choosing. These hoes choosing out here. And it says right there, uh, according to the prosecutors, Hare eventually told the victim that she had a dream of them having sex and gave him her home address in Conway. I think this is a ninja. Prosecutors state that Hare and the victim had sex approximately 20 to 30 times throughout the 2021 and 2022 school year. Between April 2nd and April 24th, this is where they got her, in 2022, Hare was a sponsor and chaperone for a field trip in Washington, D.C., that the victim had attended among three other 
high school students. Federal prosecutors said Hare and the victim had sex during the trip, which she later pled guilty to. U.S. Attorney uh, Jonathan Ross spoke on the guilty verdict, saying that Hare abused her position to coerce the victim into having relations. Quote, this former teacher took advantage of her position of trust and the vulnerability of a minor using a role to entice and lure this minor into engaging in unlawful activities in the bedroom. Our office will continue to seek significant penalties against any educational professional who abused the bedroom with their students. Federal prosecutors said Hare will be sentenced at a later date, but noted that the charges had a minimum sentence of 10 years and a maximum of life in prison. Wow. Damn, man, out here, brother. Yeah, I got time, guys. It's like... Your third leg was just phenomenal. Indeed. All right, as part of the plea agreement, prosecutors dropped the charge of interstate foreign travel for prostitution, sexual activity by coercion. Take a look at that. You see this right here? You see this right here? So they hit her with the Man Act for sure. All right, interstate and foreign travel for prostitution. Foreign travel. Ninja, they didn't even leave the United States. They went to D.C. Well, Arkansas basically is another country. Arkansas. So they hit her ass with the Man Act right there. All right, somebody said, who snitching is all I want to know. Sad part about it, she's sitting up there married. Your third leg was just phenomenal. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, they asked who snitched. Uh, Well, the guy snitched, obviously. All right, but uh, yes, somebody says right here, has this always been going on at this level or are we just hearing about it more now? Yes, uh, it was before men were the predators, despite the fact that men made up way less teachers than females. But I've been telling this for a long time. Young women have been teaching since forever. As a result, what you're seeing is that it's being exposed that women are the predators. Uh, before, women were protective class of people that they never did any wrong. And it was always the male teachers that, but women have been doing this with female students. And it's all Jermaine Fong. It's always Jermaine Fong. All right, so uh, be careful out here how you're doing things, how you're doing things, guys. And although, by the way, they didn't really mention this. Um, she was married. Married. And yeah, one of the girls found out. Somebody said jealous kids who weren't getting any snitched. Yep, you got to think, man. A guy's boning this, this little Millie Mouth Muskrat teacher, Right. And he getting punani. You guys remember how you were in high school? You found out your boy was getting some punani. You were like, all right. What did you do? You went to go dirty Mac. <laughs> you went to go dirty Mac. You were like, all right. You went to the girl. I heard you was giving punani away. She was like, huh? Not me. My homeboy said he had you in the bushes. Yeah, ninja's dirty Mac. I'll take some punani. And the girl was like, I'm not giving you any. I'm going to tell the whole school you're a whore. That's how ninjas work. When I say ninjas, I mean not just black men. But that's how men work. That's how dating, that's how PUAs work. PUAs work, uh, they dirty Mac in a, in, a, in a grand way. So the guys that keep quiet about it and keep it a secret, one person finds out, a jealous girlfriend finds out, a girl that had a crush, and you like, he's like sitting back, I don't need you. I'm getting 33-year-old Punani. Huh? And normally how this works, the guy doesn't tell. It's normally a parent of a friend. So I'm going to tell you how this works because I've been in education and coaching. I've seen male and female coaches do this, and I've seen female coaches do this with mostly other females. So this is how it works. I'll tell you how it works. 
So they're having the affair. Uh, when you when you're doing when you're having affairs, you have to understand people see you. People aren't stupid. Somebody sees you and then they raise a question. So when they were in D.C., they kept, you know, the, the, the kids were in a room, probably three to four kids in a room. So they went to the trip, but to save costs, they probably put three kids in one room. What happened was one kid from one room kept disappearing. And he would come back and everybody be like, where was you at? Oh, you know. And probably one of those nights, they pro- he probably fell asleep and came back to the room late. I'm just telling you how it happens because I've seen it. He probably came back to the room late or fell asleep or came back in the room in the morning. Where was you at? And then they probably watched him the next day. And he used to talk about all this pussy he was getting in D.C. Or he probably saw it. So, only one person. Probably was one of the roommates. And he probably was one of the goofy nerd, nerd roommate virgins. And so he like, what? He probably told him, hey, man, don't tell nobody. But I fell asleep in Mrs. Hare's room. <laughs> I was clapping those cheeks. Don't tell nobody. So the guy that never gets no punani went back home. And he probably was shell-shocked the entire trip. He probably couldn't focus on nothing else because he ain't never got no punani. He ain't never sniffed none. So he went home and he told his brother, <laughs> There was a ninja bone in the teacher. He told his brother. His brother told the parents. The parents went to the school and busted the operation up. That's how it happened. That's how it happened. I'm going to tell you, because the guy that was getting Punani did not tell the school. The parents of the guy who was getting to Punani did not tell the school. It was probably a student or a friend of the student that told. And it probably came from the parents of that friend. I'm going to just tell you that right now. That's, that's how it works. And essentially, that's how your operation get busted up. All right. Anyway, it's a wild shit. I've seen that happen all the time. I've seen coaches go to jail. I knew a coach who was doing this. And the, this is how bad it was. It's story time. I knew a coach that was doing this. You can look it up. It's a, it's a story you can look up. You can Google it. And um, this happens in education and, and coaching. Now, this one was kind of wild because he was a popular AAU coach. And if you guys don't know what AAU is, club basketball. And he had a popular club basketball franchise. And I've known several coaches do this. And uh, because he was popular, people, parents wanted their kids to play for them. Play for him because he was getting kids scholarships. So he had a whole team of you know, fifth grade girls, sixth grade girls, seventh grade, eight, nine, all the way to high school. And he was making good money doing it, but he's kind of, coaches are heroes, you know, when you do this. So they treat coaches like heroes, parents start paying for stuff. And then sometimes the coaches step across the line because for, just to be honest, a lot of young women get crushes on heroes. So that's their first crush. If you start paying attention to young kids, they sometimes pedestalize you as an adult hero because you're not the father but they look up to you and they see you at, they see the parents praising you and then the kids sometimes if you give them attention they latch unfortunately the adult in the situation takes advantage of the kid and in this case the parents knew that this coach was sleeping with the kids and the kids were as young as 12 and 13 
And some parents knew. Some parents knew that he was doing this. And what happened was, as the years went on, some of these girls went to play big-time college basketball. Now, this coach in particular got found out because there was rumors, rumors, rumors for years, and then he eventually got, the parents had a meeting, and they were like, what are we going to do? Some parents were saying, well, we're going to keep him because he's valuable to us. He's getting all these girls' scholarships. So some parents kept sending their kids. Some parents was like, dude, we need to send them to the police, and we're going to pull our kid out. Well, it caused a fracture and a rift. Then over time, it just took the story to come out. I think what happened was some players that got to college started talking about them being abused as a minor. So they're at the big-time colleges, and they're like, this guy was doing this. Eventually, the guy got arrested after he, he fled across country. He ends up in, at the dorm of one of his players that's playing at a big-time basketball program, and he's crying, begging, and pleading. She basically was like, I don't want nothing to do with you. They track him down, arrest him. They bring him back. And guess what? He deleted himself. He deleted himself. I'm telling you, man. I mean, I've seen that multiple times. He deleted himself. This is a real story. He deleted himself. All right. It's, and, and if you look it up, he was, a, he was an AAU coach in Colorado. And there's other coaches that are, this is not. And I've seen women coaches do this. In all sports, softball, tennis, basketball, I've seen women do it to women, and I've seen women do it to men, and I've seen men do it to women. So he deleted himself. Yep, so, um, and same thing with the Olympics. It, it's one of those things that is a very, very closely guarded secret. So it does happen in, even in teachers, with teachers, certainly female teachers. Anyway, a lot of that. It's a real story. It's a real story. I didn't happen to my coaches. It's a real story. If you looked it up, it's, it's there. This happened maybe about 10 years ago, 10, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Real story. And the parents, they were saying that the parents knew that he was, I think they even said he moved in the house of one of the parents. And the parents knew that this was going on. Jesus. Yeah, he was going to jail for life. He was going to jail for life. And he was like, check out time. Check out time. All right, yeah. He's like, I ain't doing the time on that one. Crime and law, CGA. Crime and law, CGA. Here we go right here. Christian school teacher tried to delete husband by poisoning smoothies caught on secret surveillance cameras. (laughs) Wowzers. There's the wives, guys. All right, let's read the story. Is there a video to this? There's not. 37-year-old Christian teacher in Missouri, I'm sorry, that's Missouri, (laughs) has been arrested after she allegedly tried to delete her husband by poisoning his smoothies every day for nearly two months. Her name is Susan B. Anthony. Now, it's Sarah E.B. Sheffer, was taken into custody on Wednesday and charged with one count of first-degree attempted deletion and one count of armed criminal action, authorities announced. It says Sheffers allegedly admitted to surreptitiously giving her husband the Livy of the Valley plant as part of which authorities say slows down the heart and causes irregular heart rhythm 
It is categorized as a major toxicity. I'm trying to read. According to probable cause affidavit filed in the Cole County Circuit Court, the woman's husband had been suspicious that his wife was putting poisonous and or a toxic substance in his food and beverages without his knowledge for the past six weeks. The husband said there was about eight occurrences in which his wife had provided him with the food or beverage that tasted strange. Shortly after ingestion, he claimed to experience extreme fatigue, confusion, blurred vision, severe cotton mouth, and nausea. He told authorities that his wife on December 31st gave him a smoothie that tasted unusually bitter. When he confronted her about the taste and accused her of putting something in his smoothie, she allegedly responded by claiming she urinated in it. And then admitted putting an industrial strength adhesive into it and later denied putting anything into the beverage beverage per affidavit. Growing increasingly wary of his wife, the husband said he installed concealed surveillance cameras in the kitchen. Reviewing the footage, the husband said at about 6.50 a.m. on January 16th, he observed a bag labeled Lily of the Valley sitting on the table in Sheffer's work area. Uh, within the home also on the table was a bowl of green uh, well sorry a green bowl containing what he described as a root from the bag he photographed the bag and its contents which he showed the police along with the surveillance footage and it says and it says right here the victim displayed a video capturing the defendant adding items to a blender on 1st of january i'm uh, sorry january 16th 2024 at about 745 hours. It says right here, she then emptied the contents from what appeared to be the same bowl. He had photographed earlier in the morning into the blender. The defendants blended the content, poured the contents into a yellow isolated tumbler and placed the tumbler in the fridge. The victim stated the defendant prepared the smoothie for him. And she pissed in it. Boy, these people out here. Oh man, this woman. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, this is recent. This is recent. This is just brand new, hot off the presses. This is brand new. This is yesterday. This is yesterday's news. All right, right, right. Wow. I mean, you know, why not divorce? You know, why not divorce them? Why not just walk away? What, what's the problem here? Were there kids involved? Let me see if there was a kids involved. It makes no sense. All right, and she's a Christian teacher. There's those Christians again. Those Christians, right? Just that you can't just wave a flag of Christianity on me, uh, because yes, there's some evil people out here of all religions. All right, next story on crime and law, CGA. I'm gonna have to get some sound effects. This is a story that I've actually talked about, um, even on locals of the Adelsons who deleted, allegedly deleted. Let me go ahead and put this picture up. This is Mrs. Grandma Adelson. Follow the story here. Grandma Adelson is accused of masterminding the assassination of a father who was fighting for custody of his children. He's a professor at Florida State University. And he was married at the time to this woman. And she's, um, where's the Millie Mouth Muskrat? He was married to this woman right here. There she is right there. And they were getting a divorce. I think she was an educator as well. They were getting a divorce. Mrs. Grandma Adelson was going who lived in Miami and if you know Miami and Tallahassee are distances away in Florida Tallahassee is North Florida 
Miami is South Florida. Well, grandma, what we call the monster-in-law, basically wanted the kids to live full-time with the daughter, the mother. But Mr. A- Mr. Uh, this guy right here, the father, wanted custody of the kids and at least 50-50 custody. So the mother basically was going to take the kids and hightail it to Miami, and um, they couldn't do it in the custody battle because it looked like he was going to get 50-50 custody, which is a loss to a woman many times. So what did they do? Grandma Adelson allegedly masterminds the assassination and the assassination is taken out of, wait, this is the brother actually right here. So that's not the baby dad in this picture. That's actually the brother who actually hired through his Filipino girlfriend two assassins to delete the father. Very, very tough story to go around right here. So uh, this is them in better times married. This is them in better times. They said it's an eight-hour drive all right, from Tallahassee to Miami. The, the wife, ex-wife, wanted to move back to Miami with mom. He fought for custody in Tallahassee. He was going to get it, and they deleted him. So let's show you this. She was recently arrested, and this case took place. This assassination took place years ago. So they're finally getting around to arresting Nana, who was trying to flee to, I believe, Vietnam, who did not have extradition treaty with the United States. So she was on her way to the airport to get the hell out of town. She was hightailing it because the heat was on because her son just got convicted of the murder. All right, so here we go. This morning, a bombshell development in a murder for hire scheme. New body camera video shows Florida police arresting 73-year-old grandma Donald Adelson at Miami International Airport as she and her husband attempt to board a one-way flight to Vietnam. In the video from November, Adelson escorted through the airport and into a police car. Somebody says she was not a Filipina. All right, we're going to take a look at that. Uh, They're saying she was somewhere. She was a Naku. Okay, not sure what that is. What what is a Naku? I didn't know there was a warrant. Ah, The 73-year-old facing first-degree murder and solicitation of murder charges. Accused of conspiring with her son and several others to have her former son-in-law, FSU law professor Daniel Markell, killed in the driveway of his home in 2014. At the time, Markell was in a bitter court fight with his ex-wife, Wendy Adelson, who wanted to move with her two sons to be closer to her mother, Donna, and other family in South Florida. Now, I'm going to tell you, man, the monster-in-law... The mother-in-law, you guys got to watch out. The mother-in-law is often the one stirring the pot. She is stirring the witch's brew. She is keeping divorce cases alive. She is also sending assassins and doing character assassination. She's also watching you on social media. She's, she's, she's ear hustling. And she's been setting, uh, I'm going to just tell you, she probably was a pain in the ass the entire marriage to this gentleman. So, but smiling in his face. So never underestimate, sometimes we don't give much credence or credibility to the mother-in-law, which we call the monster-in-law. The monster-in-law is the one making shit happen. The monster-in-law is the one, the passive-aggressive. You guys got to watch out for that in your custody battles, your divorces. The monster-in-law is the one keeping shit going. In fact, many cases, the monster-in-law is the one most hurt and bitter about custody situations. Why? Why? Because they want to keep the kids to her. So those are her grandkids. 
So she's like, don't let them kids, don't, don't loot them kids. But then when she in your face, I would never do anything. I love you and I love my kids. I would never talk negative. But they're passively, aggressively keeping divorce. Like they're funding your wife's divorce. They're funding it. They're planning it. They're plotting it. And she like, don't lose our grandkids. The grandma. Yeah, the grandma, the monster-in-law. In this case, that's what it is. I'm telling you, man, you guys are, nobody talks about that. I talk about that. But when Markel refused, prosecutors say the Adelsons decide to take matters into their own hands. Who did it appear had a motive to want Dan Markel dead? His own family. The defendant is guilty of first-degree murder. Prosecutors allege Donna was a driving force behind the deadly scheme. Yeah, somebody said pushing the daughter's buttons. You're absolutely right. The, the monster-in-law is pushing the daughter's buttons. Um, this is the woman, so this is how it went. And so the monster law is pushing the buttons, triggering. They're hiring their attorneys. So here it how it went. This is the boyfriend. This is the guy, the key, the key in the hit. This is his girlfriend, which you guys are saying she is not Filipina. And then this is the girlfriend's boyfriend who they hire two uh, Latinos to go up and commit the hit on Dan, who was married to the mother. And there's the grandparents right there. Uh, yeah, wild, wild shit. Prosecutors allege Donna was a driving force behind the deadly scheme. Her son, Charlie, convicted of first-degree murder, now serving a mandatory life sentence. ABC News obtaining jail calls between the two, Charlie behind bars, one week before Donna allegedly tried to flee the country. If there is extradition from Vietnam, because yeah. we, we've looked at all the places, I mean, I could go to Korea and China, but there's no extradition. Prosecutors listen to those all the time. And that's when the FBI state attorney jumped on it, went to the airport, probably had her on a no-fly list, and they picked her up right at the airport. Damn. What? They got her, put her on the no-fly list. She thought she was gone. And look at her getting picked up, acting innocent. I would never do such a thing. What are you doing? This morning, a bombshell development in a murder-for-hire scheme. New body camera video shows Florida police arresting 73-year-old Donald Adelson at Miami International Airport as she and her husband attempt to board a one-way flight to Vietnam. This is terrible. You can't do this. This is insane. She thought she was gone. She was like, shit, I got my ticket and passport. I'm out. <laughs> Arrested her ass at the gate. She was like, ooh, ninja, I'm almost there. Oh, shit, I'm almost on the plane. Oh, ninja, they took my baggage at the baggage. Oh, shit. She thought she was gone. Woo. And she was like, it ain't my fault. I didn't do it. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. They looking at her like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> ninja boy. What is this? This is awful. I would never do such a thing. I'm just an old white woman. Crazy, huh? Crime and law CGA. I think that's the last crime and law, but we're going to add. The, oh, no, we got another one right here. Crime and law CGA, the manipulative controlling girlfriend. You guys want to see this? Let me give y'all. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? All right. This is a girlfriend who I'm going to paraphrase it because they had a long story here. Essentially, what happened was this guy right here. His name is Austin. You're going to hear it like 50 times. Austin disappeared from his mother. The, his mother could not reach him. He became concerned primarily because he was messing with a Looney Tune girlfriend. And as a result, the mother who could not reach Austin 
called police and said, do a welfare check at Austin's house. Now, what happened was when they got there, Austin was with this girlfriend. Austin says, uh, they tell Austin, your mom's looking for you. And he says, I lost my phone. Well, under further investigation, they find Austin's phone and laptop with the woman in her possession. So she's hiding and leaving. Again, these are all the things that women worry about. But it does happen to men where men are being abused, but men can't have no place to go. Nobody ever believes it. So she's holding him hostage in his own apartment. So the police said, hey, it looks like you're not letting him communicate outside of the apartment what's going on. And there, then we have this meltdown. So let me go ahead and play it. There's, it's very much hard to watch. The woman in this case is opposed, apparently his girlfriend, manipulative and controlling girlfriend, won't leave Austin alone. Austin, don't do it. Hey, listen. He's trying to block our sight, Austin. Here, here, Travis. Will you listen to me? Hey, Austin, remember your dad wants to talk to you, who you've been missing for 24 hours? I have been missing for 24 hours. Austin. Austin, don't. You're good. You're good. She, she might freak out for a minute. If you want to get down there and talk, go ahead and get down and talk. Just don't quit freaking out. Settle down. And as long as you stay up here with me, Austin. Austin, Austin. He's going to go talk to his dad on the phone. Why do they want to separate us? <laughs> so this is the controlling, manipulative girlfriend. Austin looked high as a kite, probably drugged. Popcorn ceiling over here. So you know Austin down bad. And why are they trying to separate us? So this is the Millie Mouth Muskrat that he's messing with. They won't even let me out to you. You have to come to me. Can I stay? Listen, listen. Austin, look at me. Listen. Don't give it to them, Austin. I'm don't give them. Don't listen. show them where it's at. Listen. Don't listen. show them yet. Can I come in, Austin? No. no. Austin. Austin, Austin, don't show them. You have to put my phone in, Austin. Your son, Austin, don't show them. Don't, don't shut the door, Austin. Austin, no. Austin, no. Austin, he's smiling. Let him. Let me in. Austin. Just calm down, Austin. Austin, they're smiling. Austin hit that bottom. Austin definitely hit that bottom. Oh, by the way, all men pay. <laughs> all men pay. Austin hit that bottom. He definitely had to hit that bottom. But like I did warn you that you're going to hear Austin 50, 11 times in this video. Austin, Five. You want to head this way? Austin, come on, they're going to take me away. He said I could stay. Yeah. I've been rolling down. He said I could stay. Listen, just he calm said, down. Okay. Calm. All right, there's a part two of this video right here. We're going to go ahead and roll it, part two. And uh, guys, I'm telling you, man, this is men dealing with domestic violence. Uh, it often goes unreported. And then something happens and she calls the police first. Oh, he, he pushed me down, right? He pushed me down and Austin goes to jail. Hey, listen, there's no. people sleeping. Austin. I'm going to need you Austin. to calm down. What is he doing? He's talking. Austin, they're going to arrest me. Austin. Hey. Stop. Stop. You're not allowed to do this. You have to let us see each other. You're breaking the rules. Austin. Austin. Yeah. Austin. Okay, watch out. I'm going to walk out. Austin, can I still stay, Austin? Can I come back in? Austin, can I come in? Man, Austin, and by the way, uh, the craziest, the best punanis attached to crazy women. So that punani got to be liquid. That punani got to be liquid. And Austin be digging her out. That's what happens, guys. Peace leave is free, huh? 
Austin, you're about to. Austin, can I come in? Hey, listen. You're, Austin. you're going to get me with a lot of No, Austin. Right, right, so all okay. you have to do is end this. Let her, let her go. Come up here. Who's on the phone? Can you I come can in? bring the phone. Yep. Austin, can I come in? Can watch Please. out. They're gonna my stuff's in there. Okay, they're going to talk. I need to get almost going to talk. Austin, my dog. dog's in there. Can I come in, Austin? Watch this. They're not letting me in. You are right. Don't shut the door. Listen. Austin, no one's gonna Austin, don't leave me. Austin, don't shut the door. Austin. Now, I got to say this, this, let me just say this. I know I'm going to, there's a little bit more. I'm going to tell you that men deal with women like this behind closed doors. There's no police. There's no relatives. The relatives know that he got you messing with that crazy broad. And let's just say there was no police there. This would be Austin dealing with him, dealing with that woman. And he would just be sitting there like, but, of course, if he does thing to react, yells at her, he's verbally abusive. I'm telling you, the domestic violation game, statistically, it is women that are the abusers more than men. And if it, the men are abuse, uh, physically abusing, it's equal, right? It's equal. 70% of it is instigated by the women when it's one-sided violence, which this is clearly one-sided. If he reacts in any way, emotionally, verbally, or physically, he going to jail. So the police were there, luckily, because this woman out of her mind. But if he, if they weren't there, Austin's a hostage in his own apartment. So much so that the, his mother said, I can't get a hold of my, my son. It took the mother. Everybody's been hurting me, and I don't All know right. why. No one's touching Austin, you. Austin, do not show your sister. Sister? Sister? What is going on? I wouldn't know what's going on with you. Me too. <laughs> yeah, she cuckoo. Do you need help? Yeah, no, you're going. Is something going on? No. Man, look at how they're handling her with kid gloves. Look at how they're handling her with kid gloves. Now, let's switch the genders. If a guy was out there ranting and raving and going crazy, trying to force his way back into a property and, and make verbal contact by saying, delete this and don't do that and don't show him this, Ninja, you would be hogtied. They eventually hogtied her. But... You would be hogtied, hauled off to jail, no questions asked. But they're trying to, yeah, what's wrong with you? Anything going on? Uh, did you take anything? <laughs> you would get shot. We're, we're getting married. I'd like to talk to him, please. Well. Look at, the, look at the cop. Well, I don't know what to do. If this was a man, he'd be in jail. He'd been tased already. If not shot. Can I have a lighter, please? Not, ma'am. Maybe. Maybe what? Hey, listen, there's no. people sleeping. Austin. I'm going to need you Austin. to calm down. What is he doing? <laughs> He's talking. Calm Austin, down. Austin, arrest me. Austin. Hey. Stop. Stop. You're not allowed to do this. You have to let us see each other. I don't get You're breaking the rules, Austin. Breaking the rules. Austin. Yeah. Austin. Is this the beginning? I guess that's the beginning again. Oh, man. I'm do What are they waiting for? What are they waiting for? She clearly violating um, all protocols. She should be arrested and fined and suspended. All right, but she, they're not going to do it. All right, we're almost to the main event, so do me a favor. Crime and Law CGA. I'm going to do that little dung dung, that little law and crime. And I had to name it Crime and Law because there was already a law in crime. All right, y'all niggas going to be like, you stole it. All right, anyway, do me a favor. Hit the like button. I'm going to catch, catch up on Super Chats. We're going to talk about good wives. We're going to talk about good wives and we're going to talk about lazy wives. We're going to take you back to the 1950s 
Yes, indeed. And we're going to tell you what a good wife should do when their husband comes home from work. That coming up next. Shout out to Mills is in the building. Tyree Keel files for divorce 70, 76 days in. I actually talked about it yesterday. Unfortunately, Tyree Keel's social media, social media has said that, allegedly said that it is not true. So I backed off the story. So I got to get more details as to what's going on. What it sounds like is he probably planned a divorce, but that maybe somebody filed it and they didn't mean to file it. Meaning that he probably told an attorney as a point of reference to file the, to 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 um fill out the divorce decree or the divorce uh, document, the petition, but he didn't have any intentions on si- filing it at the time. This is what it sounds like because it it was filed, but I don't think it was supposed to be filed at this time. So there could have been a situation he had that house fire and they said a kid set the fire. There could be something going on. He had the three baby mothers. He also had the uh, elimination from the playoffs and he probably said, hey, file, uh, write out this divorce petition and he probably instructed them just in case I need to file it ASAP and then it got filed on accident. It could be, it could be, but it doesn't make sense that he would come out and say, no, it's not true, but you filed it. Something doesn't add up. So I'm going to investigate the story. Shout out to no government name SD. All these teachers are sad. No one feels bad for the husband that has to live with everyone knowing that a 14 or 15 year old clapped his wife's cheeks. And they're going to blame him. They're going to say, you forced them. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Yeah. You forced, you forced me into his arms. Remember, men's plight is that we're always going to get blamed on the way out. So, yeah, they're going to be like, in your masculinity, you, you weren't hitting your wife peacefully good enough. She had to go get her peacefully tested by a fifth. Well, it was a senior, a 17-year-old. Josh F. says, what's up, coach? At the rate you're going, I'm going to be watching 2024 videos in the year 2030. LOL. Keep grinding, brothers. Thank you, man. I got to keep it grinding. I got to keep it going. We do have some super chats, and we're going to get back to the show. The contractor says, I'm really scared for my daughter's future. You should be. Judah's Lion says, hey, CGA, I said the same thing. Red Pillars complain about body count while adding to the body count. Make it make sense. Mm. Yeah, if you're a guy saying spin plates and and run game and then calling women whores. <laughs> now, I can call women whores because, hey, listen, we, we need whores. We need y'all. We need hoes and skeezers. And sluts and good women and church girls. We need them all. Like we need in the ecosystem of women. We need 304s. I don't say it to demean you. Remember, ladies, anything I say is not to demean you. I'm not in the demeaning business. Like I'm not in the business to bully women. Like you think I just get up in here. I'm just bullying you. So if I call you a name, I'm not demeaning you. I'm describing you. It's a description. Mostly accurate. Now, I'm not saying that you're useless we need 304s we need women out here selling a little leg you know what i mean we need women out here with peace leaves as atms i looked at it as i have an atm between my legs and i just i'm just using it all i gotta do is put my card <laughs> yeah. in, and that's it and put the pin number and boom money just we need right gorditas out. you know what i mean we need gorditas we need y'all ladies we need y'all i'm not demeaning you just describing 
Just describing. I'm not putting you down. You're a protected class, maybe. I need y'all, though. We, we need you in the ecosystem. Y'all fun. Just don't ask me to marry you down the line after you go broke. You know what I mean? And that's you. Like when, you know, the thing I don't like about 304s is then when they try to make me pay for them when they've been out here getting a uh, insides pushed to their esophagus. You're like, marry me. And I'm like, well, I need you in the 304 ecosystem. Just stay over there. Just stay there. You're a 304. <laughs> don't come over to wife territory. You can't make a 304 into a wife. Stay over here at 304. You're good over there. We'll have a good time. We love y'all. We love y'all. But guys that say, these girls are ours and 304s. And then they'd be like, but go out there and run game on these 304s and trick them and manipulate them out of their punani, get it for free, and then bounce. And then when they drop out, and then when they want to marry you, we're going to ridicule them. <laughs> and we're going to call them 304s, and then we're going to tell them they shouldn't got ran through, and they stupid for getting manipulated by men who run mouthpiece game on them. You shouldn't have fell for it. You shouldn't have fell for it. Top 20% of men made you fall for it. <laughs> like, yeah. Now, nah, man, let these 304s be 304s. Men just, hey, man, like Willie D said, let a hoe be a hoe. All right? You, you, you gotta you gotta be a hoe. Let, wait, hold up. You, you gotta you gotta let a hoe be a hoe. Ho. Let him hoe. How long? How long? And it is what it is. We not mad. We not mad at hoes. We not mad at hoes, hoes more. But we are mad at these Captain Saber hoes. <laughs> all right, anyway. All right, anyway. There's a market for all of y'all. Just don't cross over, Ninja. We're not trying to let y'all cross over like that. All right, Nimi. Ladies, do you understand me? Do you understand me? It's understandable. Shout out to the contractor says, I'm really scared for my daughter's future. You should be because they don't make them like they used to. JC says, the teacher's husband at home looking at her t-shirt like, oh, he says, oh, I see you had glazed donuts again at work. What is, uh, he says, was it Timmy's or Duncan's? Got that glazed donut. JC says, but Sean Connery said, she needs to be absorbed with you. She needs to be absorbed. <laughs> oh, man, people are crazy, man. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, hoes need love, too. Hoes got to eat, too. Y'all got to eat. Y'all be mad. Y'all don't want hoes to eat. Y'all want them out here hungry. But you out here using them. Man, give them some food. Give them some food. <laughs> yeah. All right, we can't be letting them out here be hungry. They doing a service for us out here. Hey, man, the hoes be like, I'm always hungry. All I spend my money on is food. Papa John's, McDonald's, America's Best Wings, Popeye. Yeah, man, they hungry too. They need church's chicken. When they be like, well, take me out the Mastro's. I'll be like, baby, listen. I know you need you need some food. They got to eat too. You can't get to the front of the line. But the Golden Corral is litty. All right, yeah. Mm. I'll take you to the Golden Corral. <laughs> All right. All right, anyway, Popeyes, too. I'll take you to Popeyes. Ladies, I'm with y'all. I walk with y'all. Walk in the spirit of Elijah. 
I'm here for y'all, man. I'm here for y'all. Feed the 304. It only takes 16 cents a day to feed a 304. It ain't that much. Y'all niggas just acting like, I ain't going to give her nothing. All right, and you want to use up her body? Come on, man. Come on, man, don't do that. You messing up the marketplace. 16 cents a day. A feed two or three 304s. They need, they need to be healthy. You don't want them out here scratching. You don't want them on meth. All right, we don't want to put them on meth. We don't want to put them on the drugs. Give them Popeyes. Give them Popeyes. 16 cents a day. We got to keep this marketplace going. We need some healthy, y'all. We need some good ones. All right, anyway. Oh, y'all mad. Don't be mad at me, man. We're going to teach women how to be a wife today. Y'all ready for this? Y'all got to be ready. Y'all ready for this? All right. And buy him a blunt, too. Buy him a blunt. <laughs> beans and rice, red beans and rice, biscuits, pot pies. Need to get these 304s in healthy. We need them in shape. We need them three. We need them GMO 304s out here. Get them. Give them some. Give them some food. Give them some food. <laughs> Yo, man, this is a despicable show right here. All the humanity. Man. Anyway. Given, yeah, 7-Eleven nachos. They got to eat. How, how are they supposed to survive out here servicing us? All right, anyway, get them a drink, too. Get them a drink. They like drinks. Don't y'all like drinks, ladies? Y'all like drinks? <laughs> Look at that. We don't want no scrawny hoes. We want healthy hoes. We don't want healthy 304s. They don't need to be all scrawnied out. We want them to be healthy. Well, they can be GMO'd out. Give them some GMO. Give them some GMO so they can... Uh, post-globular flat fat on areas where you like it. You can hold on to the globular. Yeah, get them, man. They, they need to be out here for years. They got like a 10-year stretch. You don't want them out here too long. Give them some GMO. Give them some GMO. Don't, don't not feed the hoes, man. Come on. We're going to have to make a feed the hoes campaign for these red pill guys. Y'all be out here trying to leave them hungry, and I, I got to be out here and feeding them double. <laughs> yeah, take them to the Wawa, the Pig and Whistle. Hey, what you need, baby? It's all on me today. Hey, take them to the Pig and Whistle after you fix after they fix your meat. Take them to the Pig and Whistle and the Wawa, Win Dixie and all that shit. Take them, man, man. Hey, man, go get what you need. Twenty five dollars. Let's go. Twenty five dollar budget. Get you some ground beef. Get you some taco seasoning. You be good for two days. I got you, baby. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's get back to the show. All right. Uh, what are we doing here? We do this in love. We do this with love. All right, what are we doing here? It says the lazy wife epidemic. Oh, man, this main event time. Where are we at here? Main event. Take them to Albertsons. Take them. Take them. All right, anyway, <laughs> where are we at? The lazy wife epidemic. Let's first take a look at this home economics book. Who remembers home economics? Tips to look after your husband. This is allegedly an extract from a 1950s home economic book. Oh, man, I can't wait to read this, ladies. This is your homework for the day. This is your homework. All right, number one, it says have dinner ready. Plan ahead, even the night before, to have a delicious meal on time. This is a way of letting him know that you have been thinking about him and concerned about his needs. Most men are hungry. When they come home and the prospects of a good meal are part of the wel warm welcome he needs. Oh, look at that. Preparing a home. Wrap you in. 
Indeed. My warm embrace. Wow, have dinner ready. Oh. And I I didn't mean to do all that. Have dinner ready, ladies. You want him looking forward to coming home. You want him to decompress. You want him to talk to you, right? Well, what better thing to do is talk over dinner. Think about this the night before. What should I make my husband? Husband, what do you want to eat? Don't even ask. Baby, you should know your man. You don't know your man enough to know what he needs to eat? Baby, you lacking in your slacking in your pimping. You slacking in your pimping. You lacking out here. You're going to make that man run to another piece of woman. Right? Yeah, this is critical, critical facts. What, what's next? Prepare yourself says prepare yourself right here for a traditional man take 15 minutes to rest so you will be refreshed when he arrives touch up your makeup put a ribbon in your hair and be fresh looking he has just been with a lot of work weary people being a little happy it says g-a-y but being a little happy and a little more interesting his boring day needs a lift yeah we we need a lift we need a lift in many ways but yes, we want to come back to a woman who all fresh and dolled up. We don't want to come home to a bonnet queen. We don't want to come home to see you in pajamas. We don't want to come home and see you looking all in your work outfit trying to tell us how tired you are. Come on. Come on, ladies. We're going to teach you how to be a wife. I want to be a wife. I want to get married. But well, this is what you're going to need to do. All right. Clear away the clutter. Clear away the clutter. Make one last trip through the main part of your house just before your husband arrives, gathering up school books, toys, paper, etc. Then run a dust cloth over the table. Your husband will feel he has reached a haven of rest and order, and it will give you a lift too. Yeah, you're going to get a lift too. You're going to get a lift. Yeah. Ladies, doesn't this sound good? Uh oh, all the feminists are leaving. No, right? The feminists, where y'all going? Ladies, this is easy. It's a layup. You don't want to do it? All right. I'm going to talk about lazy wives here in a minute. What does this say next? Prepare your children. Take a minute to wash the children's hands and faces if they are small. Comb their hair, and if necessary, check their clothes and change them. They are little treasures, and he would like to see them play their part. All right, getting the kids in order, too. Getting the kids in order. I like it. What else, ladies? Minimize all noise. Minimize all noise, including you. Yeah. And that's you. He says, at the time of his arrival, eliminate all noise of washers, dryers, dishwashers, or vacuums. Try to encourage the children to be quiet. Be happy to see him. Greet him with a warm smile and be glad to see him. Oh, yes. The rhythm, the rebel. Without a pause. Yep, don't be yelling, screaming, telling me what I need to do. You ain't doing, you ain't doing. When he want to come home and take a nap, don't be slamming cabinet doors. I need to vacuum now. You need to help me. We're going to talk about that in a minute. What else do they need to do out here, ladies? Some don'ts. Don't greet them with problems or complaints. Oh, well, that's the majority of marriages. Don't complain if he's late for dinner. Count this as a minor. Compare with what he might have gone through that day. You see how it used to be. You see how it used to be, huh? Make him comfortable. Have him lean back in a comfortable chair or suggest that he lie down in the bedroom. Have a cool or warm drink ready for him. Arrange his pillow and offer to take off his shoes. Speak in a low, soft, soothing, soothing and pleasant voice. Allow him to relax and unwind. 
allow him to relax and unwind. Thank you. <laughs> right, here we go right here. We got two more. Oh, listen to him. You may have a, I can't see it because there's a thing right there. You may have a something things to tell him. I think it must say a few things. You may have a few things to tell him, but the most something of his arrival is not the time. Let him talk first. Oh, my goodness. Ah, shout out to him. Silence, you fool. Yeah. I want to be a wife. But they don't want to be a wife, man. They want to get married. What else? Make the evening his. Never complain if he does not take you out for dinner or other something. I can't see it. Of entertainment. Instead, try to understand his world of strain and pressure. He needs to come home and relax. Come home and relax. This should be my haven, my rest haven, not, not my second job. The goal, try to make your home a place of peace and order where your husband can renew himself in body and in spirit. Also, let him clap your cheeks. <laughs> Tips to look after your husband. Ladies, are you good? Y'all mad? The feminists are triggered. They're like, I would never. Well, this is what men say. What do you bring to the table? And she's like, I got a job and career. My life and day is exhausting too. Well, that sounds like a man. You don't want to be me? I don't want another me. There can't be another me. But here you are. You could be a wife. I take care of all the bills. I take care of that stress. I got you, baby. We going to be traditional. You're going to be traditional. However, you already know that that's not what they're trying to give you out here. Let's go to case number one right here, the lazy wife. Um, let me go ahead. Before I show you that, I'm going to show you this. Remember when I tell you that the wife that you see on Instagram, the baddie that you see on Instagram, the wife that you see taking selfies on Facebook, you're not going to see that wife. The wife that goes out to the nightclubs and girls' nights out, 97% of the time, you're not going to see that wife. In fact, when you marry her, she's going to start sandbagging on you and being lazy. Let's take you to it right here. It says Instagram versus reality. Uh, I'm going to take the um, volume down, but take a look. He's looking at what looks to be his wife on Instagram, and then he's going to show what his wife actually looks like right now. All right, so there you go right there. <laughs> oh, poor thing. She's like, what are you doing? That's his wife there on Instagram, and there's his partner right there now of course she does look cute i don't know she's dressed for 1996 basketball all right she's got her shirt tucked in and she's looking a little millie mouth she's looking a little millie in the mouth and she looked like she caught hair tied up she definitely ain't looking to get her insides pushed through her esophagus and she gonna throw you this lazy punani on a saturday or a sunday lazy ass effort this is called sandbagging. Remember, we just read how to be a wife, how to treat your husband. But of course, to the world, that's what you got. And they're like, you're a lucky man. But this is what he gets at home 97% of the time. And she do got her feet out. Okay, but she's standing there, ain't took a shower. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. And most women that you see on the internet, they basic. Right? They're glammed up. They're not like that all the time, but they're like that to let everybody show right there. And this is the belittle the woman. I wouldn't mind a little Millie Mouth muskrat like that. She a Millie Mouth. 
All right, she a plain Jane. She girl next door, but she definitely slacking on her pimping. She definitely sandbagging. At this particular point, this is sandbagging. This is deception. This is bait and switch. And the women are like, what am I supposed to do? Be glammed up all the time? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. And I'm telling men this to instruct men. I'm not, dis- I'm not again, ladies, I'm not trying to belittle women. I'm telling this to instruct men that this is going to be your expectation. You better know that this is going to happen to you with the modern woman, right? This one says, this is your wife at home. Wife at home versus wife when she goes out to girls' nights out. So this is your wife at home, and this is your wife when she goes to girls' nights out. Has anybody ever experienced that? Yeah. Anybody ever experienced that? Yeah, well, we just showed you. That's what you're going to experience. Not only what your wife looks like at home, but this is what your wife looks like when she goes to work, when she goes to her job. So I could focus on my career. So this is what happens, right? This is it. You guys better expect this or you're going to be shell-shocked. Now, I consider this laziness. I consider this laziness. And this is what you're supposed to love. You still love me, though. This is what she jumps out. This is what you see on Saturday and Sunday. This is what she does when she wants to go out with a drink for the girls. This is what she does when she has an important work meeting. This is what happens the, the weekend after the important work week. And this is what she throws at you for that lazy punani. All right, I'll lay on my side. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't shave my legs for the last three or four days. Sorry, I smell like a bag of onions. I don't know what to tell you. All right, am I not lying? Yeah, I'm not lying. It happens. Matter of fact, we also told you how wives use sex. It is, and, and it is not always for pleasure. Women can actually have sex, and it's not just for pleasure. For those taking notes, some women use sex to um, connect with you. They want to be able to physically connect with you. Same thing with men. Some women use it for pleasure. Some women use it to apologize. Some women use it to ask for something and manipulate but let's just say it in a good way. She's looking to ask for something. She wants to ask you a favor. And then all of a sudden, she's like, ooh, come here, tiger. You're like, tiger? Oh, I've been waiting for you all day. And then she snatches you up. You get a quick clap cheek. And then you're laying there. Let's go on vacation. You know, I was looking at this new handbag. Oh. There's eight or so reasons why wives have sex with their husbands, and it's not just for pleasure. They do it to see if you're cheating on her. All right, let me see if he's cheating on her. On, on me. Let me see if he's cheating on me. So as soon as you come home, come here, tiger. I've been waiting on you. Now, if you say, oh, not right now, baby, you know, because you done jerked off, you done banged somebody in the backseat of your truck, right? She's going to be like, why are you turning me down? These are all reasons why that they all have it. Yep, so all of a sudden she's into you. Now this guy's going to say the exact same thing. Now he's going to say it in a way that's more palpable to you wuss-ass ninjas. And you women, it's not what you say, coach. It's the way you say it. Well, I got only one way to say it. Okay, this, one, this man's going to acknowledge that his wife wants to be intimate with him. And the way she, what, why she's being intimate with him is for a specific reason. My wife never apologizes after an argument. She just sleeps naked and lets me decide if I'm going to be mad or not. And? (laughs) (laughs) All right, you hear that? You hear that? I'll play it again. My wife never apologizes after an argument. 
she just sleeps naked and lets me decide if I'm going to be mad or not. And? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Ninja. Yeah. Niggas always got to show they so, again, what did she say there? What did he say? And she admitted it. I use sex as a way to apologize. And, and so she's, she knows she did wrong. She didn't say, okay, I'm going to take accountability for my behavior. I apologize. What she's going to do is say, I'm not going to apologize. I'll just sleep naked. Well, you ain't going to hit it. You ain't going to take this sex. And the sex is an apology. That's her way of apologizing. And sometimes it's not even an apology. It's your way to connect back with her. Then she can say, well, you had sex with me yesterday. You obviously can't still be mad. You're going to bring it up the next day. You're going to bring it up. Hey, we just were intimate. You see that? That's an example of what I talk about. That's an example. Now, people will deny my teachings, but here it is. This is sex, weaponizing sex. And she's like, and? Let's hear it again. Just so you, and by the way, take a look at the wife. Take a look at the wife. It, does she look like she's trying? She basically has not made an effort. Again, let's go back to this. She ain't made no effort. She's sitting there fully covered in sweats. Basically, don't touch me. Don't look at me. I decide if you're going to look like look at me. So she's not, not much effort here. She's covered up. No tight clothing. No girl nice out outfit. She does have makeup and whatnot. But they just lounging. They chilling. And then, yep, I'm going to just sleep next to you naked. <laughs> right? No apology. No, no, you're wrong. She looking at her Netflix, sitting on the couch, binge watching, and you're sitting there. Oh, by the way, take a look at this. I just want to look at the dynamics here. This is a typical Saturday, Sunday of a married person. It's not without kids either. But this is what y'all doing. And she just up there binge watching Netflix. Hey, watch Netflix with me all day. And cuddle. Now, this is a time suck. This is a time suck. If you want to go play golf with the boys, she's going to be like, why you always got to play that stupid golf game? It takes too long. But she's fully comfortable mate guarding you on the couch. Now, this is where you get fat. This is where you lose your mojo. This is where you're wasting your time, dumping time into the abyss, connecting with her. But this is also how you lose your masculinity and your testosterone. This is not what men were created to do. But you're spending time, wasting time, spending time. This is spending time. But I get it for free, right? Let's listen to it. And look at him. He ain't all that. My wife never apologizes after an argument. She just sleeps naked and lets me decide if I'm going to be mad or not. And? <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is what happens when you put one piece leave. And, uh, uh, my wife. <laughs> He treats, she treats me like an animal. Yep. And he gets one little piece of peace leave. All right. All right. You're going to apologize. Okay. I'll take it. And she just lays there naked until you just can't resist. <laughs> Come on, man. This is, this is goofy. To me, it's goofy. This is lazy. This is lazy wifing. This is lazy wifing. And guys, how many wives are doing this? Almost all of them are doing this. Right, but you guys think I'm I'm making it up. Let's go to this one right here. Uh, let's go to another video so to entertain the masses. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find another video here. Okay. This is a woman that says divorce is her fault. 
The divorce is her fault. So five-year anniversary, the divorce is her fault. A rare, a rarity. Let's see what she says. My divorce is my fault. I'll take full credit for it. Yes, I changed. After I became a mom, my expectations changed. Yes, my goals in my life changed. My priorities changed. I wanted more for myself and for our family in general. It's my fault for wanting my partner to want more for himself. It's my fault for wanting quality time with my husband. It's my fault for expecting to be a priority in somebody's life. It's my fault for not trusting him because of the behaviors that he existed. It's my fault because I wanted to be happy. I wanted to have a better opportunity for myself and for my kids. My fault. Yeah. Uh, this sounds like blame it on the rain. This is apologies. What? It is all Jermaine's fault. <laughs> it's always Jermaine's fault. Okay. This is a not so apology. This is her. I wanted to be happy. It's my fault. I changed because my kids. It's my fault. It's, she's just, this is gaslighting. She's blaming the guy. By looking out for her own happiness after the investment stage. Yes. Yes. Gentlemen, I'm here to teach you. What happened? She said, I, I got what I wanted. Now my happiness is of top priority. I got the connection. I got the investment. I got the kids, the house, the car, all of that shit. And now it's about me right here. I'm not happy. <laughs> you see this? Guys, um, guys, the bait and switch is always in play. Five years. And this is why I say black, black marriages um, maybe only in the South that they're going to work. They very rarely work, right? Because these people are going to look out for themselves. She basically got lazy. I don't know who married that thing, but so, she got lazy and she started looking out for herself and she said rug pull. And she doesn't feel bad about it. Let's talk about this. How an unfair division of labor hurts your relationship. Mm. Now I'm going to tell you when you hear this from your wife, it's a wrap in your marriage. When, not if, when, when you hear this, and I've showed you several women coming on TikTok and you, uh, Instagram, when you hear this in your ma ma marriage, consider your marriage over. Now, you will go back and find out where your marriage started to, to lose it. It's going to be right here when they start keeping score. But let me read it. This is from Jill. Inequality in a couple can impact everyone's happiness. Oh, here we go right here. I'm not happy. <laughs> this is what happens when you become a partner. This is what happens when you make deals with these women. This is what happens when you do what? When you don't give them their role and responsibilities and you say, well, everybody can be a domestic. I could be out here. We're, we're progressive. But you're doing everything traditional. Yet when it's time to divide up her labor, she wants it divided up. When it's time for her to do her job and get dressed and do all these things that we saw here, now we got to do it together. It's the old school project idea where let's do the project together. You ever did that and you were the smart person in the group or you're the smart person in the class and then some lazy asshole comes over there and say, hey, let's do this part project together. And you're like, what do you mean let's do this project together? Hey, I think we should do it together. Or the teacher pairs everybody up and everybody targets you. Hey, let's do it together. And then when you do the project together, you do the majority of the project. They do far less. And then they start complaining if you start telling them to do more. 
in this situation, it is somewhat similar that now what seems to be a gender role is now diced up, but she stops giving you effort. Here it is right here. She stops giving you effort. Look, she stops giving you effort. Don't expect nothing. I owe you nothing, but she's sandbagging. She don't want to pay no rent. She's showing up. She ain't, she just right here. We're partners. Don't you still love me though? And then when it's time to clean up, mostly of her mess and mostly of her responsibility is division of labor. Now we're going to divide the labor up. This is lazy wifing. This is not about division of labor. She's sandbagging. This is, this is a fact. Is she shoveling snow? Nope. Is she picking up grass and leaves? Nope. Nope. Is she cleaning out gutters? Nope. She might be pruning the flowers. Is she putting down mulch? Is she watering the grass? Nope. Is she walking the dog in the winter? Nope. No. They're not dividing that up, but let's divide up my labor. It says right here, like many people my age, I had a father who went to work every day and a mom who stayed home, traditional arrangement. My mom raised the kids, cleaned the house, and handled all the family social arrangements. My dad was the breadwinner of the family, but these days... This division of labor is left less common, all right? At least in some countries since 1970, the percentage of families in the United States where both parents work has increased. Now, I have a job too, and I'm tired too. All right, what are you tired of doing what? Pushing pencils and papers around? What are you tired of doing? Firing off emails? What are you tired of doing? Organizing your boss's schedule? What are you tired of doing? Sitting in meetings? What are you tired of doing? Making phone calls? What are you tired of doing? Typing in documents in Excel. <laughs> That's what you tired of doing? Is that, is that your way to get out of domestic responsibility? It sounds like this is your way to get out of domestic responsibility, a.k.a. I have no responsibility in this home, or we're going to split it up. This is lazy wifing. As women have entered the workforce in increasing number, in increasing numbers, this change has wrought, that's what it says right there, both increased power for women and growing pains for dual income couples. You guys haven't solved for this. Instead of having a design admin coordinator at home as wives once were, many working couples must negotiate splitting up household and child care duties, which can ultimately lead to conflicts. This is what I said earlier. This is why this is not masculine. Now, most of you guys aren't masculine at all. You want to be, but you ain't. Masculinity saves. It saves society. It saves everybody else. Why? It's logical. It gets to the point. We don't have goofy-ass negotiations. This is what I'm talking about. Anytime you have a person that is telling you that equality means doing, splitting up, all these things and doing shit at the same time. We got to go to the grocery store together and we got to fold laundry together and we got to do like, to me, this is ineffective. It's inefficient. It's not efficient. It's not the best use of everyone's time. And no, if you're keeping score, this is pettiness. This is not relationship. This is roommate shit. You want a relationship or you want a roommate? I'm not a roommate. So once you get to this 50-50 conversation, you will find that it's inefficient. It's ineffective. And then the person keeping the score ultimately is the one that should be doing the most of these duties. But you made a deal with this woman. Y'all made a deal with her. That's why I tell you, stop making deals with women. It's going to be the dumbest deal you ever made. More than likely. 
So now you making a deal with her, and then guess what? Now she's keeping score. Oh, but this time and that time. But when you keep keep score on how much punani she's giving you, she says, well, I don't owe you it. Guys, this happens in marriages, bro. And if women, if, if society was organized around equality, Ninja, we would have been dead as a species a long time ago. It's not diced up in equality. It's diced up on a hierarchy. Always. And masculinity is at the top. Along with decision-making and elbow grease and physical labor and mental labor and toiling and sacrificing and risking, that person is placed on a higher plane. I don't care where you are in your progressivism. That is the higher hierarchy person. That's the person at the top, the leader. Now, do you make all decisions? No. But the person making the most risk physically has been the one that has been placed at the top. But now nah, y'all want equality, and this is where it gets. So now I didn't sacrifice and risk, and she sat at a computer pushing pistols and papers around. Now we're on the same plane. Now we got to divide up labor. And then she gets to keep the score. <laughs> Many men are not this petty as to say, well, honey, I folded up three shirts and you only folded up one. We ain't going to do this. This is what we don't want. What we want is peace. So when we are taking a raw deal, we're least likely going to complain. Not only that, if we're taking a raw deal, all you have to do is get naked and then apologize for it. And then I sex you up. You use sex as a weapon. You see what's going on here? Are you putting this shit together? You putting this shit together? This is it right here, right here. So how are couples navigating these changing norms? Meaning it's a dumb norm. It's, it's not a changing norm. It's men negotiating with stupidity. And how is it affecting the well-being? Well, research has shown that heterosexual couples suggest that even when women work outside the house, which are they really? Mm. Shout out to the women working. But again, because she works outside the house, then she doesn't have to do, right? When women work outside the house, they are still shouldering more of the household load. Mm. <laughs> Is this true? It's not true. And that affects their mental health. Their partner's mental health, which means their peace. It's going to affect your peace when you're negotiating with women and you take a dumb deal. Now nobody gets any peace. Not even her. Even when you negotiate, okay, I'll do these things. She still thinks she's getting the short end of the stick. So nobody gets any peace. You see why I tell you not to negotiate with them? It says, and their state of the relationship. But it turns out the story is even more complicated than this. It's not just the actual division of labor that seems to matter, but also a partner's belief about what it should, what it is and what it should be. What it is. Okay, so what is division of labor? So you don't even know what it is, and we're negotiating it. What will happen? The goalposts will move. Oh, I discovered I'm still getting a bad deal. All right? So let's change the rules to keep making this fair. Oh, tomorrow. Well, I had an advantage, but I didn't acknowledge it, so I won. Oh, I lost today, so we need to change the rule. <laughs> oh, I did more today than you, so... Change the rule. Change the rule. Move them goalposts whenever you don't have an advantage and you're being petty and you don't want to give up the neck, right? You don't want me to put my salami in your mouth. 
change the rule. This is why there was a representation of this is what you will do. This is what I will do. You see what happens when you get into dumb ideas like equality. It's never equal. Now, I had one woman that had a video where she was saying her husband would work all week. She would take care of the kids all week. But on Saturday, he would go to the garage and he would do outside work, which never gets put in the division of labor. He was outside cutting the grass. You can hear the lawnmower outside. She's on the screen saying, this is a stay-at-home wife, that she's getting a raw deal because hit because when he's doing his chores outside the house, he's outside the house. He's not taking care of the kids. He's not helping with the kids. He's not giving her time. But you can hear the lawnmower outside. And he was she was like, Well, he, I'm still getting a bad deal because his division of labor takes him outside, not in the house. And I said, well, you go out there and mow the lawn. Guess what? She ain't going to do it. So now the, ma- the, law, the, the lawn is not going to get mowed or I got to hire Hector. And that's an additional expense. So that's going to affect our budget. And I also am taking care of the kid. Remember that shit? Man, these, I'm telling you, man, this is what happens you can't win. when you don't have masculinity. <laughs> it's clown shit that you're negotiating with. And you got to negotiate with this clown. Not only that, you got to have sex with her because you're going to want to. And here she is <laughs> on this bullshit. And you're like, every day, guys, men come home in marriages and it's every day of this shit. It's every day. Well, I did more and I feel like I'm carrying more of the burden, the invisible work. This is to me is because they're lazy. Why? Reasons why housework may not be evenly distributed. (laughs) Man, in the past, the division, as soon as you hear this, guys, your marriage is doomed. It's a wrap. And this is pure laziness. This has nothing to do. You got to consider my feeling. No, it not. This is laziness. Um, it says right here, reasons why households may not be evenly, household, housework may not be evenly distributed. And the, I'm going to read this. This is essentially, is this the same article? They're talking about gender roles. See, this is where it starts. Well, men can do women's work and women can do men's work, but it's mostly men doing women's work. It's very rarely women doing men's work. That's where the psyops is. Nobody can deny this. Gender, gender expectations for how men and women are expected to behave and the roles that are that that, 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 that that they are expected to play in the family often significantly influence how housework is divided. Chores that involve greater autonomy are often perceived as man's work. You see that greater, whereas repetitive mundane chores like doing laundry or dishes are frequently viewed as women's work. Now here's the here's let me break this down. You see how they frame this. The greater autonomy goes to the men. You mean when I'm outside mowing the lawn, when I'm outside shoveling snow, when I'm outside watering the grass, is this autonomy? What are you talking about? 
when I'm outside, when I'm car washing, when I'm making sure we're getting the oil tank, what are you talking about? You get greater autonomy. You get greater authority. Those, you get those jobs. But I get the repetitive mundane jobs. You're, you're complaining about getting the easy job where you drop laundry into a bucket and press a button and walk off. As opposed to things that make our abilities to survive greater. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, hey, I got to put dishes into a dishwasher. And then when I don't put the fork in there, despite the fact that I was on a ladder cleaning out the gutters so that our house doesn't flood and our roof doesn't cave in. I didn't put the fork in there so you can press the button and walk off. (laughs) Oh, I also didn't dump said wet clothes into another machine and then press a button so they can dry. So hard. I get the mundane, repetitive chore. You mean the easy work? That's easy work, baby. Compared to what I'm doing, that's easy work. One study found that traditional gender roles were associated with imbalanced household contributions. This imbalance is also linked to increased work-family conflict. In this case, we know that the majority of men that are doing less housework are probably doing more financial housework or the financial, the finances mostly lean to him. So how do women compete with this? They just start working more, right? I'm going to just tell you how it works. Okay. So in a woman's brain, if they hear you constantly use your outside, which we call a necessity, which is your job, you have to do this as a man. You cannot not do this. You're, gonna, you're not going to get a wife, first of all, or you're going to be called a deadbeat. So you go off to work, then you come home and you say, hey, man, man, I can't do all of this stuff. I've been at work all day. The woman hears, if I'm at work all day, I also don't have to do this. That's what she hears. She didn't hear and accept your reason for not doing work, she heard that if I do the same thing, then I don't have to do as much work here. That's what she heard. So what does she do? I'm going to go out there and work, and I'm going to go grind, and I'm going to get a job, and I'm going to be away from the home. Therefore, when you ask me what's for dinner, I can just look at you and say, well, I was at work. I'm telling you, because that's how they work. I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm just letting you know. And no, this isn't just my marriage. I'm just telling you. They'll just work more outside the house. Then come back and negotiate. Well, since we both work, guess what we both have to do? Now, this is why you guys still have five-figure problems. This is why you $90,000 combined income having ass ninjas per year deal with women like this. And this is why y'all never going to get ahead. And this is why you uh, $6,000 income per year ass ninjas have to deal with women like this. That's what they do. That's how they solve the problem. This is what has worked. They just said, okay, we're outside. We're, the, the argument is now 
we're outside the house working as well. So when we come back, we're on equal footing. <laughs> Even though they might not make as much as you. Well, you can't belittle me because women make less money. Or don't belittle me and make me feel bad about my job. I'm trying as hard as I can. Or even if she makes money, she says, that's my money, but your money is our money. So we use all your money for not fun. We use all your money to pay the bills. And then I keep a little bit of money so I can go shopping. This is why I tell y'all, y'all got to financially get yourself out of this. You got to get the six-figure problems because they way better than these five-figure problems out here. This is how they combat the situation. So traditional role said the dad's out of the house. He comes back. He doesn't have to do housework. She just matches that. Well, I'm out of the house too. I work too. I work hard too. You see this? This is pettiness. Let's get in here. <laughs> let's get in here. Uh, let's see here. We're done with that conversation. But guys, this is how the lazy thing goes. Now, now let's get to the bedroom. Because since you have less negotiation power, then the bedroom can be negotiated, right? You're going to do all these things, but I don't owe you sex. Now, this is a violation of epic proportion. So now it's you're not sexing me up right. You see how you can't win? You see how it's the moving of the goalposts? Because obviously, if you see yourself as partners, sexual partners aren't going to be, it's not going to be a dominant submissive. It's not going to be an aggressor and a, and a woman that is, is, is opening herself to you. It's a negotiation. And this woman's going to talk about this right here. How women should be loved. All right. So not only do you have to pay attention and make her happy by the end of the night by doing chores and being equal. If she's happy by the end of the night, guess what you're about to do? You're asked about the work. So in the transaction of sex, men do most of the work. If we're talking about the division of labor and sex, Physically, prior and during, men do most of the work. I got to hold up legs. I got to push your insides to your esophagus. I got to stroke you right. I got to cuddle afterwards. I got to pick you up. I got to choke you, pull hair, stand up, clap them cheeks, spank you. And all the while, she's getting ragdolled. All she had to do was part the Red Sea or the pink one. She ain't doing no work. Every now and then, she might hop on you and grind on you. She might ride it, cowgirl, and she's going to get tired in 10 seconds. But who's doing all the work in the bedroom? He, 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 and me. And not only that, I got to get the peace lead percolating. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. So this woman's going to say, oh, baby, you can't just jump on top of me. You got to warm me up. You got to warm me up. You got to give me 20 minutes and you got to do what? You got to caress me and make me feel good and talk to me and say the right thing. And you got to touch me right. And you got to ask me this and you got to soothe me. You got to put the background music and you got to plan and you got to do all this. This woman says we need extra time to get that punani wet, meaning that that's work. Listen to it. Did you know that most women's bodies take about 20 minutes to reach peak turn-on? That's not to reach climax, that's to reach turn-on. You work more like an oven than a microwave. You need a little bit of time to preheat. What most people think this means is that you just need more foreplay. 
but what I recommend is also having a bridging activity. This is an activity that you can do with your partner that can signal the transition from regular life to a more intimate space. Like what I'm doing right now, going for a walk with your partner or cuddling or taking a shower together can all be really great bridge activities. Send this to your partner if you just learned something new and don't forget to preheat your oven. Oh, great. All right. I done folded up these clothes. I didn't play with the kids. You said you was going to give me some puss. All right, so here we go. Hey, honey, I'm vacuuming. Look at me. Look. All right, I'm doing the dishes. All right, I'm cooking for you. Look at me. All right, I'm doing this. I'm shoveling snow, and I'm being your guy. Oh, we got to do a bridge activity. A bridge activity? I'm looking at her. What that mean? And we got to walk the dog. We got to go for a walk and we got to go grab some pizza and I got to listen to you talk and we got to have a couple of glasses of wine and we got to look at the interior decorating. We got to go to the mall and go get new curtains. We got a bridge. Sounds like I'm doing some work. We got to go walk for a dog. Let's go for a walk. If you live in the suburbs, you be seeing them white families. The white family's going for a walk. He's like, I'm going to go get some. I'm going to she going to drop her neck tonight. I'm walking the kids. You got to go play with the kids. Go outside. <laughs> so essentially somebody said this this woman's not sexually attracted to there's no attraction here Her attraction's gone this is a job she considered it a job so in order to get warmed up and order to get the, the juices flowing let's do a bridge activity let's play uno with the kids let's make milk and cookies let's watch a series let's binge watch something let's sext each other from the other room and get all worked up Guys, you hearing this? You hearing this? You hearing this, man? Man, let me stay single, bro. Let me go to the junior college. Let me go to the junior college. All that for this. All that for this. All that for love, bro. This is some lazy marriage. Oh, by the way, you paid, sir. You paid in a variety of ways. All men pay. All men pay. You think you ain't paying for sex? She done put you to work doing her responsibilities. Now you need a bridge activity. Ninja, you paying just for her to be like, and I got a headache and I had a back accident and my head's hurting from my, oh my goodness, and my, oh my goodness, my hamstrings are tight. Hurry up. I just put new sheets on the bed. All that for this? <laughs> for a piece of marital missionary. Am I tripping? All this for a piece, dude, when I'm single, I go right to the junior college. And for cheaper and no laundry folded, I'm getting my meat fixed. <laughs> for some Carl's Jr. star sex. For a quickie. To bust one single nut, then cost me a day full of actual labor, home labor, and bridge activities. For 10 minutes of... <laughs> Am I tripping? And y'all want, what about love? Where's love in any of this? Where's love in any of this? This woman hates your guts at this particular point. And this is most marriages. She lazy in the bedroom, don't want to give no effort. She lazy on her responsibilities. She lazy even on her own job. Sandbagging, she lazy in her appearance. This is wild, bruh. Did you know that most women's bodies take about 20 minutes to reach peak turn on? That's not to reach climax, that's to reach turn on. You work more like an oven than a microwave. You need a little bit of time to preheat. What most people think this means is that you just need more foreplay, 
but what I recommend is also having a bridging activity. This is an activity that you can do with your partner that can signal the transition from regular life to a more intimate space. Like what I'm doing right now, going for a walk with your partner or cuddling or taking a shower together can all be really great bridge activities. Send this to your partner if you just learned something new and don't forget to preheat your oven. Oh. Does anyone disagree? Does anyone think I'm making this up? Last article. Tips to inspire a lazy wife to be more active. Y'all thought I made this up, huh? But there's an article, September 14th, 2023, that is addressing exactly what I'm talking about right here. But guess what? Now I got to coach my wife to not be lazy. You see what happens? Let's let's go back. You see what happens when there's responsibilities and accountability for not doing the job. But now here I go. Let's get your lazy wife working. Come on, coach. Now I got more work. All right, here we go, baby. I'm wondering what these are right here. What can you do to motivate your wife to do what she's supposed to do? Here we go. Y'all thought I was making this up. To do what you're supposed to do, bitch, I'm doing all the work. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. If I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, I'm surely going to hear it. We're trying to figure out, out what, what you can do to motivate your wife. You may not know how to discuss the topic without hurting her feelings. Exactly. So she's going to hurt. You're hurting my feelings. You're in a no win. She could be having uh, emotional or physical problems that are affecting her energy levels or dealing with something that makes activities or decision-making feel overwhelming. So this is my partner, right? So my partner gets to say I'm emotional, I'm physical problem, my back, my neck, my head. She also could say I have low energy. She also could say I'm dealing with something. And she also could say right here, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> and I can't make decisions. Although we're equal, I can't handle this stress. Talk to her. Is her laziness or habit a habit or sign of another issue. By the way, once you accept one bit about laziness, that's the new level for her. So as soon as you make a deal and let her be lazy and sandbag, that's the new level. She ain't going to go above and beyond that, really. The best place is to start by talking to your wife. Bad idea. Sit down and have an open, honest conversation. Horrible idea. Where you express your concerns, terrible idea. And listen to what she has to say, even dumber idea. That's dumb. You big dummy. This is not going to work. All right. If she's having trouble, is she having trouble with depression? Well, you're screwed. You're screwed. Soon as she whips out the depression, it's a wrap for your marriage. I'm just letting you know. It's a wrap. What are you depressed about? Well, I'm not happy. <laughs> guys, I'm telling you, you, I thought I was making this up. Here we go. Yep, could be overweight, and it's going to be, everything's your problem. I got to solve for you. Remember, I call people like this the X factor. They're the X factor. They're the person that is going to be the least consistent on a daily basis. So you walk in, hi, honey, I'm home. And now, whatever her mood is, is the household mood. That's the mood of the household. Now we walking on eggshells today. Low energy is one of the symptoms. If she isn't dealing with any underlying issues, she may have a pattern of lazy behavior. Facts. It's just you're lazy. It says perhaps she never had to complete chores or be active before. 
That's why I be telling y'all stop messing with these overweight women, right? They're, they're not going to be very active. And that's where you're going to take an L. Calling her lazy will likely result in an adverse reaction. There you go. So telling her the truth is going to be adverse. Making her live up to expectations is adverse. So consider saying something like, I've noticed that you haven't had a lot of energy lately. What can I do to help? All right, they got a whole damn article. Conditions that can cause lack of energy. Anemia. Oh, my iron's low. I need some, I need to go get a, um, I need to go get an IV drip of, uh, of iron. Depression. Grief. Medications. Ninja. <laughs> Everything that I tell you, I don't see love in there. Where's love? This is how your marriage implodes, guys. I'm letting you know. Because these are all a her problem. It ain't you problem. None of this shit has to do with you. But of course, if you get divorced or it breaks off, it's going to be your fault. You get it? This has nothing to do with the man. But of course, she's not going to say this when she leaves the marriage. Well, I was suffering from grief from my grandmama dying or my granddad. Or I was suffering from grief, grief because I was depressed for no reason at all. It's going to be your fault medications or drugs or alcohol. I don't see that on the list. That should be list number one. That should be high on. Oh, it's down there. Persistent pain. This could be any time. Well, I got pain. I got pain in my vulva. I got pain in my vagina. I got pain in my duke shoe. I got pain in my chest. I got pain in my head. I got pain in my hairs. I got pain in my back. Sleep disorders. I can't go to sleep on time. I'm up scrolling. Instagram all day. Thyroid issue. Well, we know what that means right there. Alcohol, substance abuse. That should be number one on the list. That should be number one on the list. I'm going to tell you, if you have a wife that drinks, you can damn sure guarantee your marriage is going to implode. You guys have, you got a psychopath in there. If she has alcohol or substance abuse, your marriage is a damn circus. It should be number one on the list, not number nine. Various medical conditions. Well, that could actually constitute her taking medications, which is going to throw her off. Yep, she got a UTI. Right? This is going to throw your shit off. I'm telling you, man. Had nothing to do with it. And then all of this to say she's lazy. All right? Is she lazy or overwhelmed? Oh, by the way, older couples deal with this increasingly. Help her find her ideal self. Yeah, she smokes weed. Your marriage is a circus. Okay, look, help her find her ideal self. All right, so now I'm division labor. I'm working. Now I got to help her find her real self. Nope. You see how this is more work? For what? What am I doing this for? What am I doing this for? Oh, man, you got to do this, man. It's part of being married. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm telling you. So she's lazy, and I got to make her find her ideal self, in which if she does, she's going to cheat on you or leave. She's going to leave you. Next, inspire by example. Suggest exercising together. All right, what else we got? Ask her to complete specific tasks around the house. Is this a child? Is this a child? Is her, motiv- is her lack of motivation due to difficulty making decisions i've often told you if a person has difficulty making decisions they are not equal to you so she cannot be equal at all 
she's not my partner if she has difficulty making decisions. You have to be a decision maker if you're equal. Instead of assuming how the problem should be solved, work together. Work together. Be supportive as she works to change her habits. She's trying. We'll work together. I'll support you. Good job, honey. Words of affirmation. What about this? Use your knowledge on what works for her and proceed accordingly. Oh, interesting. What works for her? Yeah, find out what works for her. Acknowledge, oh, this works for you, so this is the new bar. So just uh, settle, settle, take a bad deal. Compliment her and make her feel valued. Words of affirmation, all right? Oh, there's more. Work on physical and emotional intimacy. Work. Examine the words you use. You see how it's your fault all of a sudden? It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right. Tips to help motivate a lazy partner. A lazy woman. Jesus. How much time do we have? Can I go through the top? Try to... Try making a good-natured bet to inspire them to reach a goal. I bet you can't lose 50 pounds. Build up their ego. (laughs) Man, hey, you thought I was tripping. Talk to a couples therapist for help. (laughs) Help. Identify lazy habits and provide alternatives. This is too much work, man. How am, I, how am I supposed to have peace? Set small, achievable goals. Celebrate progress. Is this a child? Is this a child? Uh, create a plan of action. This seems like I got a lot of responsibility here. Focus on their strengths. Promote a healthy diet. Prioritize self-care. Baby, go get a massage. Go get your hair and nails done. You know what solves this? Money. You know what solves this? Money. Uh, develop practical coping skills. Talk to a professional. Avoid comparisons. You know, Nancy next door. Promote healthy sleep and hygiene. Honey, uh, you need to go to bed. It's 930. Okay, come on. Don't be up late again scrolling on Instagram and TikTok and playing Candy Crush. You can't tell me what to do. Also, reach out for help. Man, this is too overwhelming. Reach out for help. And I'm going to have to pay for that as well. Therapy is not, not cheap. That's $250 an hour. How therapy can help change behavior patterns at $250 an hour. Y'all thought I was joking. Now, remember, I bet you you know what solves this. You know what solves this right here? This right here. Tips to look after your husband. Extract from 1950s home economic books. I'm done with today's show. I proved my point. I prove my point. It's hard out here for y'all ninjas. Marriage is not easy, mostly because of this. It's sandbagging. Really, at the end of it, it's her not pulling her weight. Now, there's exceptions to the rules of this where the guy's a drug addict. He's a lazy father. There's, there's going to be, I, I, I don't talk about it on this show, but if women were willing to address that, sure, absolutely, this happens. There's guys out here sandbagging their relationship, too. But we have to understand and know most men that are victims of family court and parental alienation and false claims of domestic violence aren't these guys. These guys skate 
away scot-free and they're never held accountable they're never taken to court they're never being having false allegations and shit like that y'all just let them skate away guess who else guess who gets punished the guy trying to make the marriage work the guy bending over backwards the guy that it is not being abusive the guy that just pushed you away the guy that is being held hostage the guy that wants to be in his kid's life those are the guys that are being abused out here by the family court system. And those women take that ninja right to the court. Not the guy that's a lazy schlub, not Pookie, not Pookie, not Chad Light, not Tyrone. It is the men that are trying. And then he just keeps trying, trying, and trying. And she then pulls the rip cord. I'm not happy. <laughs> and then all was for a loss. It was all for a loss. That's who gets it. You push me into his arms and I end up cheating on you because that's not pokey. That's the husband that was trying. Okay, I was focusing on this shit and then you went over there. <laughs> this is an actual fact. So, yeah, keep your stories over there about when Pookie violated you and used you and bankrupted you and ruined your credit and then wrecked your car Keep your shit over there. All right. That's a yes. We acknowledge that. We call them Pookie. That's Pookie. You were dealing with Pookie, and perhaps because you were a straggle, that's what you got. All right. Anyway. As soon as you sandbag, she out finding another guy. You she sandbags on you. You go get another woman. You get divorced, grape the kingdom come. It's wild, isn't it? I proved my point. Let's get to these super chats. Mm-mm-mm. Don't be mad. Get glad. Goody got them brand new trash bags. And I know what to dump the ass in the Chad, the Hoochie River with the rest of the kids. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, shout out to Goody Mob. Shout out to Sheldon Williams says Stokely Carmichael is the first of the pro blacks in like me. He was from Trinidad. Imagine how surprised. Uh, he would be to learn that the FBA's kicked all of us Islanders out of the community. And we talked about that the other day. All right. How the FBA's and the, what they call the tethers are at each other's neck, which is somewhat weird to me, but I guess there's a reason. Uh, shout out to John Doe says the reason that XX's get away with using box to win arguments is because of these thirsty ninjas. Who allow it. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> he says, uh, most women give the bare minimum because most men require the bare minimum. And some women don't even know uh, that some women don't even know they're given the bare minimum sexually. They don't even know. Because you will never um you will never tell her she's bad in bed. Like, ladies, have you ever heard this? <laughs> All right, uh, he says, I coach, I always do that. Um, ladies, have you ever heard? This is the wackest sex I ever had. Oh, my God. Get out. <laughs> have you ever heard in the middle of him stroking like, damn, I can't feel nothing. This is like throwing a hot dog down the hallway. I'm going to back up. No, I don't need a nut. Get out. Put your clothes on. This is it. Here's $100. Go fill up your gas tank. Have you ever heard? After a while, he was like, you know what? To improve yourself in the bed, perhaps you should give a greater effort. 
Have you ever heard your PC leave is dry? It's like boning sandpaper. <laughs> Have you got an honest critique about why your titty's so saggy? Goodness, it actually gives me the creeps after I have an orgasm. Have you ever heard when I got you folded up, I can see your triple chins and you know what? Your boobs hang over your shoulders funny. Looks like your boobs are choking you. <laughs> but these are all things we think we just be like, well, you still need to feel good. Have you ever heard, boy, you wide open, boy. And I, I just slipped right in there. <laughs> right? Nobody, nobody tells them that. Why? Because... It actually ruined your ability to get another piece of peace leave and you would hurt her feelings. What? You, you mean you can't feel it? Oh my God, you hurt my... I can't feel it. So with that being said, women think they're actually doing something in there and they're not. She down there dropping her neck and she like... There's barbecue in there. All right, she dropping her neck and you just sitting there like... She started yanking on... She's like... She start going in aggressively. You're like, I don't care what you do. I'm not going to bust. Really? She trying to get you to finish off. She like, I'm going to get him. To, I'm going to work it. And you, she, she, it just feel like somebody just breathing on it. You're like, you just tap her on the shoulder. Come on up. Come, come. Just, what are you trying to do? You think I'm, you think I'm a square? You think I'm a rookie out here? I'm damn near 50 years old. That that little stuff you doing ain't going to finish nothing. That ain't, that ain't, just come here. Put your face down in that pillow. <laughs> I'm like, you going to yank it off and make me bleed. You causing problems down there. <laughs> just that. And then she want the next day want to go down there. You be like, no, nah, no, nah, just, no, nah, that's all right. That's all right. (laughs) Right. So women don't get an honest critique of their effort in the bedroom. What mostly happens is the opposite because you don't give them a critique at all. You get the job done. You finish, which is to please yourself, get yourself, please. And then what happens is you be like, roar. And then you, (sighs) (sighs) Man, woo-wee, Lord, ah, wow, whoa, ah. She actually thinks she did something. (laughs) You, she actually thinks she did something, and she walking around looking at you. Are you okay? You all right? Woo, that, that was, oh. (laughs) and then she thinks she did something she's like boy i must have put it on him well what really happened was his entire body went through a contraction and he almost died and had a heart attack and then he recovered he lived to see another day i mean he literally had a stroke a heart attack and a contraction he he really almost died But it felt good after his muscles stopped clenching. 
Woo! It's not you. It wasn't you, baby. It wasn't you. <laughs> she thinks she did something. It's really that he almost died. That's all. And he came back to life and he was euphoric and the endorphins, the oxytocin, the oxycotton hitting his brain. <laughs> But then you think she did something, girl. You did it. You put it on me. Woo! She didn't do nothing. You just skied it. You had a contraction on the level of that, on the level of crack. It you your your body did what crack does to your body. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it had nothing to do with what she did. It was kind of what you were doing, really. So then they think they did something. They be walking around. Boy, I made them butt. Uh-huh. I had I got that fire fire. No, you don't. <laughs> All right, anyway, let me get in here. <laughs> you done had a stroke from stroking. Let me hit it here. Trevor Hall with the what? The co the sponsorship. The sponsorship. That dopamine coding mix. Shout out to Trevor Hall with the sponsorship. Hello, coach. Been listening to you for five years. You're a blessing to us all. Never get discouraged and please keep up the excellent work. God bless. Thank you for that, Trevor Hall. All right, Strife Excel says, had a girl call me over at 1 a.m. for a booty call. Then she wakes up at 5 a.m. to shovel snow around her cat. He says, they can peacefully. Oh, wow. She wakes me up. Let me read that again. Stripe Excel says, had a girl call me over for a 1 a.m. booty call. Then wakes me up at 5 a.m. to snovel, shovel snow around her cat. He says, the peace leave is never free. Free agent lifestyle for life. That is planned. That is planned. Like, she literally was like, who am I going to get to shovel my snow? Okay, I'll come over here. Let him drop. I'll drop that neck and then make him shovel the snow. Wow. Shout out to Daniel McGee says been separated for seven months. Ain't no way I'm going back to that marriage madness. Six figure ninja 39 in February picking up a 2023 C8 Covet for my birthday free agent lifestyle for life. Almost done. Sam says being put on child support changes your life. You can lose your passport driver's license or be thrown in jail. Because you're on child support. You get treated like a criminal and you didn't even jaywalk. In fact, the only crime that you did was procreate. Yes, they treat you like a criminal. And yes, you can get your passport yanked. You can get your work license yanked. You can also get thrown in jail for contempt of court, which is illegal under the Constitution of the United States. But they find a way to get around it. There's no such thing as a debtor prison. You also can get embarrassed and called a deadbeat. You can get arrested. You can have your license suspended. You can be driving without your, with your license suspended and be arrested. Car impounded. There was no way for me to avoid being grounded. All right. So, uh, yes, you as a child support, as a child support payee, you're treated worse than men on parole. Indeed. Shout out to our brother here, Mr. St. John. He says, leaving 304 is hungry equals false allegations. That's a, that's a matter of fact. If you guys are out here doing this thing, if she feels like she's been violated and she didn't get anything from her services, that's how you get false allegations. 
This is so guys that are worried about false allegations, she can be to you. I'm like, not if you feed her. <laughs> That's not always the case, though. That's not always the case. Because Cassie out here still running around here like a fugitive from a victim box. All right. And everybody's still buying it. Hook, line, and sinker. I'm like, did you see um, did you see Cassie's ex-husband? Cassie's ex-husband. Let me show you this here. Let me see if I can get I got like uh, a couple more here. I gotta show you this. Cause um What's his name? Lil Duval. Uh, let me see if I can pull him up. Lil Duval. Let me see if I can pull it up. Instagram. Lil Duval. He's a comedian. Is he a comedian or a rapper? <laughs> Sometimes I can't figure it out here. Where's Lil Duval? Well, he got in trouble for posting something about Cassie and her husband. And he says something that's honest. I think it's open for critique. But of course, here it is right here. This is from Hollywood Unlocked. This is the one gossip page that I watch. They have some good gossip. So Lil Duval, shout out to Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cassie and her, her personal trainer husband. Okay? This is Cassie and her personal trainer husband. Now, let's look at the optics. Cassie's portrayed as a victim, hopeless for 10 years. She couldn't make no choice, right? They had to come in and rescue her. She's, Diddy was a, I'm not, I'm not protecting Diddy, but everybody knew what happened here. But let's take a look. This is the same thing I said about Nia Long. Nia Long jumped on the internet after she got her face paralyzed. And then she's running out here. Look at how beautiful I am. Well, you got child support money for the first month. Now you're not broke. Take a look at this. This is the husband and Cassie together. They're somewhere. I don't even know where. They're doing an award show or something. Take a look at this. What do you see? What do you see? I see these ninjas... They got money. Now they got money. See? I got that's money. <laughs> they in with mink and fur coats. <laughs> that money must be looking good. All right, because I don't I don't know what y'all was doing before that. This ninja, this ninja definitely got a couple of, you know, he definitely got a, a facial and a chemical skin pill, and his eyebrows are manicured. They look like they're not broke anymore. They definitely look like they're not broke. So Lil Duval had a criticism of this. Oh, boy, did he get roasted. They got the chinchilla. They look like they're not starving no more. They look like they're not starving because they was eating top ramen last month, but that check dropped. And now they're not eating top ramen. But, of course, Lil Duval says that Diddy Money different. We clearly see who was the mastermind, and he used all y'all's emotion to help him out. Guys, I've seen this happen as well. I've seen a man who um, his wife was having an affair. I, let, me, let me frame it. A wife was having an affair with a guy at her job. And the affair happened stupidly. The guy was in a sexual harassment seminar and he was text messaging a coworker who was a subordinate. The husband finds out. The husband pushes the wife to complain and sue. She sues and wins and they ride off. They both get G-Wagons. So it was the husband that pushed, hey, you need to go get him. He didn't leave the wife. He basically said, we're going to sue the company. Now, this is essentially what, what we're looking at here is what he's suggesting. So if Cassie's a victim, it sounds like she's a victim again with this guy. Who's pushing this shit? Who's pushing? So, yeah. Hey, sue him. Let's go get the bag. Oh, baby, you a victim? Nah. I, I don't think so. I think she was a full-ass cooperative individual who had chances to leave. She didn't. Well, that was, you know, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. 
But now they parading around like they living better now. Coochie, coo- coochie. They living better now. Coochie sweater now. Like this is despicable right here. Like they should not be doing this. This is, this is a bad look. This is what women do when they get their child support checks start hitting. All right, now they're getting their nails done, and they're getting their shoes, and they're going shopping. And meanwhile, they done dragged you to court, and your kid's still hungry. Your kid's getting 30% of the child support, and she's spending 70%. They're going to go high and die on drugs off that money. And yes, blood money is a thing. And plus, Diddy had blood money himself. But they're going to they snort their money away. <laughs> they're going to snort. All right, but living better now, coochie sweater now. Like, I think this is despicable to do this in this short order of time, to be walking around with chinchilla on and posing. This is not good look. So now the comment section was giving, as they say. Not everything is a joke. The things in that lawsuit were some of the most horrible shit I ever read. What does that have to do with the optics? And this is not a joke. This is not a joke. Is This is why victims don't speak up. This woman been fly. Okay. If she been fly, he hasn't been. He was a personal trainer as far as I knew. He ain't never been fly. See, they dodging accountability here. Now he got cool ass tailored suits and then chinchilla fur coats. Right, so nobody wants to deal with this shit. And I guarantee, do not let this ninja divorce her. Do not let this ninja spend up her money. Do not hurt. let her come up and say, my second husband spent all my money because then they're going to be saying she's a victim again. But I guarantee you, he's spending up some of that money. It's, it's obvious he's spending up that money. Look at him. He ain't been this fly ever in his life. But when the check hits, you see what I'm saying? And then they're going to be saying she a victim of the second guy. And she's going to be like, she for, he forced me to tell all my secrets. Mm. That's a bad look. That's a bad look. That's a horrible look. <laughs> right? Anyway, I don't like that. I don't like that they, they're doing that. I don't like that. No, I don't like that at all. I don't like his ass in the chinchilla. Now, if she had a chinchilla fur coat, that would be different. But not his monkey ass. Not him. How much is a chinchilla coat? I bet you he didn't have one before. All right, anyway. But he he getting over on her. Yeah, he acting brand new now. Now he acting brand new. He acting like he been doing this for a long time. Because I wouldn't even know. But he acting like he been this. Look at what I been. Nah, fam. Mm-mm. Somebody said 10 grand. That's whack. Shout out to our brother, Kevin says what the article fails to mention is that the caregiver often burns out between picking up her slack and other responsibilities. I think you actually said something before that, so let me see if I can see that. No, I better complete the message. He says right here, you got me sniggling in my cubicle prison. You really are the best edutainment here on YouTube. Shout out to you. That's what you said beforehand. But yes, Uh, what about men burning out trying to help women Cross the finish line of doing the bare minimum on a daily basis. How about men burning out dealing with depressed wives? Do you realize how much of a burnout 
it is for a man of a person dealing with depression and stress and anxiety and up and down and left and right. You don't know what you're going to get when you come home. And he got to deal and put up with you. <laughs> She's going to be outside like that woman, Austin's wife. And being manipulated in every which way. What about his burnout? Nobody cares. He's supposed to. You see this article? All right. What are you supposed to do if your wife burnt out? All right. What's going to happen here? Build her ego. Take her to couples therapy. Make her feel good nature, humor. Take her to the show. Start doing shit. Start eating her punani. Set small goals. Celebrate her progress. Out. <laughs> right. I'm out. Shout out to the, um, well, it's not the Prophet Muhammad, but we're going to call you Mr. Malik. He says, Coach, thank you, and keep doing what you're doing. I finally feel like I can uh, hold my wife accountable and call her out on her BS. Husbands provide so much and deserve respect, and this is a quote. If I were to order anything to prostate, wait, to prostrate themselves before another, I would have ordered the wife to prostrate herself before her husband. I got to even know what prostrate is. And that was from the prophet Muhammad. I got to see what that means because I don't know what it means. What is the definition? It is to lie oneself flat on the ground or distress. Uh, okay. Reduce someone to extreme weakness. Okay. So you're saying to submit that's basically submit. I think that's what you're saying there. What it means prostrate I'm, I'm assuming that's to put beneath or submit all right shout out to you bow down lay down he says and in context he says if i were order anyone to lay down submit bow down to themselves before another i would order the wife to lay down submit bow herself before her husband and uh i will say this as a man who is the man and that is timothy in that walks around like I'm Hemothy. I walk around like I got an S on my chest. I will tell you that if there's a woman in my life, she will humble, her, humble herself in the sight of me. <laughs> humble yourself in the sight of me. I'm not your equal. I'm not your equal. I'm not your little buddy and friend. I'm not your partner or none of that. Humble yourself in the sight of CGA. And CGA is my character name, but it is what it is. That's my, that's my internet name. But humble yourself. If you don't want to or don't feel like you need to, well, you out of order already, and I will send you back to your hovel. But recognize, and most importantly, acknowledge me. Shout out to you. Thank you for the definitions. And we got everybody. Shout out to you for our mark. Hopefully the time sets will be there. Thank you for the support. We'll be back in the evening show. Until then, Rosalinda it's probably going to be knocking at the door pretty soon, so we got to get up out of here. Hit the like button. Subscribe to this channel for the best entertainment here on YouTube. And thank you again for the support. I humbly come before you as your servant to give you this message. We out of here. Peace.